Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. snacks before they even hit the street. All the bootleg snacks. The year 2000 snacks. Go hit me the other day talk about <sighs> Cupcake got a new tweet come out <sighs> next month. <sighs> it's a bad motherfucker. <sighs> when you bite into it. <laughs> is it Bay Bay's kids? Is it Bay Bay's kids? It's not Bay Bay's kids. I thought it was I thought it was oh, damn. <sighs> Can I get a different quote? Okay, sure. Um it sounds like one of the jokes that the, the nigga from Bay Bay's kids would have did. In Look at my room. roof. Look at my roof. Is that the whole quote? <laughs> I'm not trying to give you the like, oh. easiest one. Oh, you Googled it already. No. What is it? Uh, next Friday, which I did not like. You Googled it. I you did. You didn't like. Well, you know what? Fair. But I didn't like next Friday, so. Fair. I didn't watch it enough times to have it memorized. Next Friday is the weakest of the bunch. See there? So I don't But I already bad. did the first Friday, and I feel like I did Friday after next. Well, well, I feel like you could probably give me any quote from the first Friday, and I would know it. Because I have seen that movie a thousand times. Everyone has. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> this, I'm not going to feel personally bad for this loss. I'm still celebrating my three wins. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Read. I am Baby D. And I am Jamel Hill. Uh, and this is The Read. We are, you know, scratching, surviving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. out here. Uh, first of all, shout out to everybody who reached out to me asking about uh, my family and loved ones out in Florida. Everyone that I've spoken to is safe and in good spirits. Irma Amen. thought, you know, with all of her bald-headed, raggedy-ass games Dear. and nerve, that she was really going to take our, our joy mm-hmm. and our lives from right. us. And she devastated many, but we'll persevere and rebuild Mm -hmm. shout out to everybody out there and all of y'all for caring and being so kind because the lord knows i was in the fetal because i kept i called my mom about 30 times i called them at like 2 a.m at one point (laughs) and my mother was just very much like laying next to my daddy like here just take this just (laughs) i wish you would go to sleep because we are asleep (laughs) we are sound (laughs) everybody's good over here so That's shout out good, to y'all. Though. Good news. Um, so Black Excellence. This week, I've got two. Okay. Uh first of all, we're gonna go with Sloan. Yay, I was hoping. Sloan Stevens, aka the 2017 US Open Women's Champion. 
congratulations to you for slaying the U.S. Open, which I was paying, you know, some attention to and stuff like that. That was fun. You know, I'm getting real, real into tennis and things. But past the win and the fact that you're gorgeous, (laughs) that moment during the press conference, I guess, or whatever you would say afterwards, where that lady asked her if it was like, if the win inspires her to come back and want to win again or do whatever. And she said, uh, did you see that check that that lady handed me? If that'll make you want to play tennis, I don't know what will. Like, And all the white people down there, oh, 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 oh she's so oh, jovial and just, ooh. what a funny joke. Mama the girl sitting there like, like no, but did you see the the check that I got? Even her face on the court when they gave it to her at 3.7 million, she was like, what the f- Fuck. This is my This money. is my all of this? I get to have this? Yeah. Shout out to Sloan Stevens, man. Also, and this just rocks my world. You know it does. Issa Rae. Oh yay! The new face of cover girl. Easy breezy beautiful. I mean, let's just talk about Do it. well deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh like obvious. Yes. Clearly. Uh a classic beauty. Just just gorgeous, one hundred percent from the amount of times that you look at this woman's face and are just like there it is. Even perfection. when she was just right here in the studio, it was like, bitch, are you actually glowing? Like, you just go, so you just go project this luminosity, my nigga. So you have a natural highlight. So you just walk around like that, really, bitch. It's so just, just your, your aura and everything. It's just right there. Your fucking halo. You huh? have a natural trophy wife. No, she really does. Yeah. <laughs> no, she really does. Right there. It's across. just Fenty be- Well, no, it's cover girl all over that Obviously. face. But still, I like a gorgeous amazing incredibly funny and talented person no one deserves it more to see these commercials okay and and stuff i hope she gets to be like herself and kind of awkward and goofy that's what i'm hoping too here i go trying to put on some makeup woo Lord, they let mess. Janelle Monet, you know, rock her button downs mm-hmm. and be an alien. And, yeah, yeah, they did. So I hope so. I'll Shout out to Issa. Uh had the internet going crazy with her insecure finale. So Y'all still in your feelings. It. Let's just go there. Um <laughs> So how did you feel, friend? Hmm. The 30 days with Lawrence. First of all, wonderful writing. Mm-hmm. Great concept. Really love how they did this episode. Um, thanks for the extra 15 minutes. You know, appreciate it, especially since we haven't gotten to 10 episodes yet at the very, you know, maybe next season. You yeah. Know, I'm hoping we'll just make that leap forward. This isn't enough for me. This isn't enough for us. <laughs> Let's pull it together. You know, come on, HBO, do the right thing. But I loved the concept of it. Um, you know, I don't have a fiery hatred in my belly for Lawrence anymore. That uh, scene at the end with the two of them talking about their feelings got to you. It didn't get to me. But you know what? I appreciate everyone's growth. Okay. And That's the, me. I want to say mutual decision that they, you know, need to just go their separate ways. But then mama had her little daydream with, you know, this little oh, yeah. light-skinned baby in the... Oh, <laughs> that baby was so cute. Oh, man. But totally, you know, like, sometimes when you, like, break up with someone and it's like, oh, this is, like, really about to be over. And yeah. You, like, maybe think about, like, the life you could have had and... Right. That you definitely won't anymore. The life you dreamed about having. Right. With that person, you know, and now it's all gone. It's dead. So that, that kind of stuck me in my heart a little bit, but Fran was all in her feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From the moment that, like, Issa and Lawrence were in that apartment together and started talking about their feelings and shit. 
I mean, I and knew it was like, I love happen. it. I love love. Everyone get back together. I'm Absolutely. like, no, hell no. These two do not need to get back together. And Magic Fairy Dust. No, the fuck they don't. Mm-mm. No, they don't. They have so much more to learn about themselves and like right decisions, wrong decisions and, yeah. you know, making a solid effort. But, you know, I think that. I'm just interested. I, this is the thing. It was like, it was so satisfying as an ending for a season. Like, it gives me, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen now. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck Lawrence is going to think when he finds out the mama is sleeping on this nigga's couch. What is that dynamic going to be about okay. now? That is going to be crazy. Not all over your face. <laughs> and why? You're not going to be sleeping on that couch for too long, sis. And we all know it. But I understand why she don't want to stay at her brother's house because that nigga's annoying. He was like, doing too much. What is wrong with you? Like, damn. I was hoping at that table, that scene where he brought um, I don't know. Apartment 4B, whatever her. A partner? Her. Okay. When he brought her to <laughs> to the dinner, why oh, she didn't yeah. get red? That's your sister. Read her down. Like, I was oh, sitting at that yeah. table going off. He wouldn't have embarrassed Tiffany. He likes Tiffany probably more than he likes And Issa. that's how you know something's wrong with the brother. How the fuck you love <laughs> Tiffany but don't see it for Kelly? <laughs> Kelly's the most lit one. Okay, Kelly is the best. <laughs> so. Uh, I love how he was like, no niggas in my house unless I'm fucking them. <laughs> And then, but like, unreasonable. Your friends can't take a shower in my house. Who would want to take a shower in your? Who's gonna call me like, hey, can I take a shower in At your brother's, your brother's house? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Unreasonable. But out of Molly line. and Dro, though. Molly just really loves being wrong. Mm, Obviously, yeah. she enjoys being Molly incorrect. likes getting her feelings hurt. Um, she loves setting herself up for the wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I'm glad that you know. Uh, Lil Rail got a little bit of play. I can't remember his character's name. Quentin. Yes, I'm glad that he got some play. He deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. Dark Brothers coming. Deserves some pussy. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> all of that. But she still laid up with Dro and his soft hair. And I what? I, she can't I just... let him go. It's like she's saving all of her good decisions for work. Like I'm only gonna make yeah. smart decisions when it comes to my professional life. And then when it comes to niggas I sleep with, who cares? She's going to get her feelings hurt behind Dro. I just can't wait to see how they write it out. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it wasn't one of those finales. It's like, oh, my God, you cannot end it like this. I can't wait another year. Like, it was like right. a solid closing to a great season. Mm-hmm. And I'm still looking forward to what's going on or what's going to happen next. And I felt like new additions and new faces. And yeah, stuff. new Just... stuff is coming. Tiffany's having a baby. All this shit. It's so exciting. Mm. So I was very satisfied. And Me I too. don't want Lawrence to die in a fiery car crash anymore. Well, look at that. Uh, That's the real growth. You know, he said some things that made me realize. About expectations and not meeting his own and all that. Oh, you're not out here blaming everybody else. <laughs> Finally. Growth. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, Issa. So this week. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. 
With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kifuri and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. In Hot Tops. And cold, cold bottoms. I'm never going to get over that. Where do we start? Okay, so Serena Williams posted a photograph of her brand new baby champion, (laughs) Alexis Olympia. Olympia. Let's just stop right there. (laughs) (laughs) Serena played too much. What the fuck is your problem, Serena? Are you serious? Like... You named the baby Olympia. And they put Grand Slam titles one (laughs) at the end of the video. Like, what? I can't. Yeah. Yes. Everything about it. Yes. I love the name. I'm just excited to see Serena with the baby. And... All of the little clips and stuff that she posted. I, I thought that she was going to go so the Beyonce adorable. route and be like, you know, I'm going to just keep my baby to myself. You get a little picture of the baby now. Mm-hmm. And maybe in another like six, seven months, I'll give you another little picture and maybe a boomerang. And right. then we're done. But fair amount of stuff. I don't know. Shout out to all of y'all. I just flamed parents on Instagram no, you didn't. <laughs> for bringing their babies to see it. But shout out to those of y'all who have babies and share them on on Instagram. Those that I follow anyway. Because I don't plan to do that to myself um, anytime soon, if ever. Mm-hmm. If yeah, ever. Yeah. That's very, very authentic. But I love the energy and, you know, just babies are so cute. Loving this concept. <laughs> and I just, I feel almost like I get to live vicariously through through y'all with your, you know, 
first steps of the baby and their drool and all that stuff. It's cute. But I don't have to actually touch them or be around them or get them to stop crying. So I appreciate y'all for sharing because if and when I do have kids, y'all won't see them motherfuckers. I'm treating them just like blanket. I'm getting a Beyonce shawl and covering that baby up. You won't ever see his face. Yeah. I love how in the video they had like all these clips put together from like different points along her pregnancy and her and her fiance, baby daddy, whomever, like being all cute with each other and rubbing her belly and all that. It was really adorable. But I probably I don't know. I feel like if I have a kid, I won't put any part of it on the Internet. Like I probably won't even tell the Internet that I'm pregnant because I don't know. I don't know. They're just definitely not telling them when I'm pregnant either. I just feel a way about people and their energy and all that like i have a friend from high school who would be like i'm not putting none of my kids pictures on the internet because people will pray all types of evil on your baby and i'm like okay i don't know if i would take it that far yeah, like that's, that's, that's deep <laughs> it was like you have access to but my not even wrong eyes. right i'm like it's it's a little it sounds a little crazy but at the same time it's the internet you never know i'm that's the thing and that's people what i'm are saying nuts so i mean serena is super fucking famous this was like Probably a, a let's get ahead of the paparazzi thing, maybe. Right. Like, that's what I think that, you know, even with Beyonce and her extremely glamorous, grandiose mm-hmm. reveal of those babies and mm. everything with Bluetooth, most most of the things of you've seen are stuff that she is sharing when she wants right. to through her own outlets. And, you know, that makes no sense. It's just that for the average parent on Instagram or whatever, if you post pictures of your baby, people liking it, commenting on it are going to be people who know you and probably love that you have a baby and right. whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Versus someone like Serena fucking Williams who uh, everybody hates her for no... Well, not everybody hates her, but No, but like white people, people hate yeah, her racist And because, racists will say terrible things about her and her baby. Right. Terrible so, things. I would make perfect sense for me to me if Serena was like you nope. will see my child when they're in college and have their own Instagram account y'all see Alexis Olympia when right. she decides that she's ready to be seen I don't even think Sarah and Rumi have left the house probably not I think they probably still in that house <laughs> I heard that they had a um I heard that they had like a Planetarium? Not a... Well, sure. But, like, they were at uh, Made in America. Oh, right. And they had, like, a, a special, like, suite somewhere in the festival for the babies to be that was, like, had a specific temperature. Wow. And all You can stuff. do that at a festival? I mean, I don't know. It could be absolute bullshit. You know, like, it yeah. could be, you know, a rumor that somebody made up. But Beyonce definitely was out at Made in America. Jay-Z obviously was out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if they had the babies out there with some nannies, you know, in mm. a... Hit up in a temperature-controlled <laughs> space somewhere, probably. Playing AR video games on their iPhone X. Mm. Either that or in another room of the mansion that they just haven't seen yet. Like somebody just wheeled them into another room, like, here's one that's brand new to y'all. So, we just built this How one. How do you like the colors in uh, here? You know, we're gonna yeah. finish that mural over there with both of you in just a second. Yeah, you know, I I love the fact that in my mind, Sir and Rumi have absolutely uh, beta tested the emojis. Oh my god! They yeah. gave approval, disapproval <laughs> where you know needed. They sent their feedback directly to Tim Cook. Yeah, absolutely. in an emoji, just kind of like mm, I don't know about really... this one. It just kind of. I feel like my face isn't reflected properly. So can we get a unicorn? They chose the unicorn. They did. Like it was their decision. Because the unicorn really doesn't it. get that much love in the emoji world. 
So the fact that we oh, get, of course, I'm flat out buying that phone. Like I know I'm, it, I, it's coming out November third, I believe. So that'll be my birthday present to myself. There you go. That's a great way to justify it. I'm getting it, and I'm getting it in the 256 because 64 gigabytes for a phone for me is ludicrous. Like, yeah. that just does not work. I mean, the music alone is like, I'll take all of that, girl. Thanks. And now what? Oh, you thought you was going to have apps? No, I don't think so. I don't even save music on my phone. I have an iPod just because if I did save music on my phone, it would be even worse. I oh, like pictures, damn. video, apps. Everything. Text True. messages I don't delete. Oh, yeah. It's just a mess. So I'm getting that phone simply because I have to be able to send every single one of y'all <laughs> shit emojis, yelling <laughs> shit like, hey, bitch. Like, I feel the same way. I'm like, the only reason to get this phone is to troll other people with the features. Is that worth like $1,300? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm gonna. Yes, it is. Do it. I'm gonna. I've already seen messages and tweets that I'm like, "Ooh, bitch!" If I had an ant emoji right now, like it would be over for you. So, and my iPod just fell out of my pocket. You threw the phone. Like, so I mean this shit. Um. So yes, yep. Olympia, Niggas Alexis Olympia, Ohanian Junior. Junior. I just gotta say the Junior. Olympia. I love it. Yes. I said this. Indeed. I'm like, Serena, I feel like it was an argument. Like, I really wanted to be Olympian. Like, I feel like he had to talk her down. Like, Like babe, Olympia is a a name. It's a name. So, like, can we just just compromise? Let the end go. (laughs) And you know, she's super pregnant. So it's like, no! I want the full name. <laughs> either way, I live uh, for it. So we know what sweet. you meant and where you were going with it. And either way, she still slays Maria Sharapova. So she does. That whole book, I've been reading excerpts from Maria Sharapova's book. I just and can't. it's just like this this whole rivalry is all in your head. You're nowhere close to Serena's level. Like she's beaten you, what, 17 times? I feel like when Serena gave birth. It was probably like crazy. Maria was probably outside of the window looking in. There's like a crack of lightning that just lit up her silhouette real quick. Ooh. Like she's I like just this. like, what is wrong with you? With her hands pressed against the glass and tears streaming down her face. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> just like, the air is born. Another victor. Olympia. And Serena named that child Olympia. I can't yes. get over it. I can't get over it. I will never stop standing. <laughs> a her legend. bone structure is already perfect. Also, in the world of babies, um, although Brandy has said time and time again that she is not with child, mm. new photographs have come out that are not helping. Mm. Uh, I saw these. Not helping her excuses. I saw, like, okay, so she's wearing like a tennis skirt. I have um, a lot of questions about this skirt. Is I this is this Sarai's skirt? I really think it is. Saray, whatever that little girl's name is. This doesn't look like it was made for Brandy. And then she's got bike shorts on underneath it. I'm assuming that she's going to the gym or coming. Well, I don't know. Why would you wear that skirt? Well, she's got biker shorts on. It gives me Sinclair. (laughs) Is it fashion? Was this done on purpose? No, she's like, just look, she's she's playing, going to play tennis. (laughs) Like she's got a bag with tennis rackets in it. So she's going to Oh, this is her tennis. Oh, okay. This is like her tennis outfit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, her tennis sweatshirt makes her look incredibly pregnant. So here's the thing. I just, 
I kind of just want people to leave her alone about it. Just because I feel like if she's really not pregnant, then it probably doesn't feel great to have people continuously tell right. you that you look like you're True. pregnant. So I'm just going to go like ahead and take her word. with you about it. Right. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, if I you can. know that you're not pregnant and you just have gained weight or something. <laughs> right. Or have a condition People or are like, no, bitch, your thighs are fat and your stomach's fat and your face is fat. Yeah, I'm like, fatter now. Like, thanks for I've just been having a lot of nachos. Thank you so much. You think I I didn't notice that I had a fucking belly now. <laughs> right. There's always that. But then if she it the problem is that Brandy has done this before. So people think she's doing mm-hmm. it again. Again. Right. If this was the first time, then you know, pro- people will probably just brush it off as weight gain. But she's been down this road of deception with pregnancies and marriages before. So I think people are just looking at it twice, like, I oh, don't know, girl, your nose is spreading in a way. And- My only thing is why. You know, like if you're planning to have a baby, mm-hmm. I'd imagine that eventually we're going to find out that you have a right. baby. That's so, what doesn't make any sense. That's why I, I really want to give her the benefit of exactly. that. Exactly. Because I just refuse to believe a 38-year-old woman is like lying about a pregnancy on purpose. Right. Like and it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's not Michelle Obama having a baby. Like I don't like need to know. <laughs> you know like, <laughs> There's like, also that. <laughs> if you say you're not pregnant, I'm going to take your word for it. Right. And that's the last I'm going to say about it. But I have heard a lot of people saying that they feel like she's possibly uh, the surrogate for Ray J and Princess's baby. That's crazy. And my thing is, how would that work? I thought Princess was pregnant. She is isn't she <laughs> right i, th- I could have sworn the news came out two or three weeks ago that she was pregnant so so but why of all the people i mean i guess maybe your sister would be the one to carry your niece and nephew but it just that the, if that was the case then why would it why would brandy deny being pregnant wouldn't it be like yes i am pregnant and i'm so blessed and fortunate to be able to carry my young niece or whatever like i don't think it would be something to lie about or act like you're ashamed of so I don't get it. All I know is that Brandy teeters on the edge on a regular basis. True. And I just don't want to, you know, like. Let's I don't want to just... help push her over it. Exactly. That's really it. Like, I really, I'm I'm going to refuse to believe that Brandy is pregnant. Until she is like, Until I she had a baby yeah. that came out of me. Right. I lied. Here's why. Or here's not why. I don't right. get Like, she's going to have to come out and admit it. Otherwise, I don't want to just <laughs> be beating her over this. I just will girl. not believe that somebody who's almost 40 is doing that. I won't. I'm yeah, sorry. Why? I'm sorry. I can't do it. I want better for Brandy. And if she is pregnant, I just hope that it is not Sister in the Baptist. But I, I really think it is. I mean, who else would it be, right? <laughs> and then I think. Is he married? Does he have kids? What's, what's the story with on, that? See, she probably don't want to think about none of that. Exactly. I hope just, it is just burritos and ribs. That is understandable. <laughs> it is. You know, maybe Chipotle is her life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just had a little bit too much wine for like three or four weeks in a row. It's fine. Shit happens. Speaking of bubble guts, uh, old lady gang is back on top. We won't be doing this. Uh, I mentioned last week on the podcast that Old Lady Gang received a C grade from the health inspectors over there in Fulton County. But I did wrap it up when I saw on the shade room that Candy is saying that they they quickly fixed whatever it was that they needed to and they're at an A now. Now, I didn't see it on the website at that point, but it has been updated now. Oh, yay. So they are in an A. Candy basically said that they were minor minor things like someone in the kitchen didn't have their hairnet on or we ran out of paper towels by the sink. We immediately corrected those things and our score returned to an A. 
We love our customers. We do whatever we can to make sure they are having an amazing experience when it comes to cleanliness or more than on top of things, I guess, except bounty. (laughs) The only complaint I've ever received from customers from OLG is the fact that there is a long ass wait is what she told to be scott.com oh you ain't scott. never heard the saltiness thing because yeah, i've heard it like <laughs> so i guess they're not telling you but i still want to go and try it out or at least say that i went i mean yeah I, I would i would absolutely sample it for myself just to say you know from my own experience what it was like we but... have to go to atlanta at the end of the month anyway oh true we are going to atlanta at the end of the month so we might as well just swing right on through and be like okay candy <laughs> Oh Lord, Candy! I need to bring my paper towels. <laughs> Are her Amy's really in there someone, cooking? I doubt it. It can't be right. Hell it's no. like their their recipes or no. whatever. Yeah, one of them. I think it was Bertha had already told them off rib that she wasn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Y'all one of them was like, got me fucked up. No, <laughs> ain't. I gave you the recipe. Fine, capable hands. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with like a roll of Eva and some hair nets. Like, but I up, am y'all? glad that they, you know, were able to quit quickly fix all of that. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't like something that would cause them to be immediately shut down and I'm glad that whatever it is, it has been fixed. I mean, that's one thing about the internet, like enough pressure from people will get you on top of your shit and fixing whatever you need to fix. So, all right, Candy. So we briefly mentioned uh, Rihanna's new empire in Fenty Beauty. (sighs) She got me, man. She got me. So I... And purchasing Fenty Beauty products just because I want to buy some. Like, I don't know anything about makeup. Okay. And I don't even know if I'd be able to give it away. The lip gloss, certainly, because it's only one of them. Yeah, I guess it's you can a pretty use. universal, neutral color. It's really pretty. But I'm just like, I just want to buy things that look fun and then give them to people. But I'm sure I'll give like give you like one of these contour sticks or whatever they're called to be like, bitch, I can't use this. Well, like, she sells them in like a little three pack. So if you know your foundation color, it's pretty easy to... Figure out which of the contour, highlight, uh, whatever the fuck, concealer packages you need. But, like, you should at least go play around it. And I'm going to take Fran next week. But I'm sure she has your color and you can find stuff if you I want mean, to, I like, don't get into highlights. I probably could use some makeup, but I don't plan on <laughs> using any makeup. I just want to buy it because Rihanna has makeup and because she launched it with 40 fucking shades of foundation. Man, it's wild. And it matches, like, under different undertones and shit. Warm See, and cool and neutral. It's like the... As far as I know, somebody who knows makeup is going to correct me, but like the undertones in your skin, like the colors, I guess, ben- I don't know, beneath it or something, my shit is warm. I don't understand. I'm looking at one color. Somebody used to tell me, I think somebody told me back in the day how it works. But anyway, I bet like if you were interested, because her foundation is like really light and looks really natural. You know what? We should buy a bunch of Fenty Beauty makeup and we should do each other's makeup <laughs> on like Instagram oh my Live. Yeah. Just for fuck's sake. Yes, I actually have. Well, I went to Sephora and I bought the foundation and the three stick bundle product with the concealer and contour and all that. I got Trophy Wife. I got two more of the highlighters. I got the primer, the lip gloss. See, I want that Trophy <laughs> Wife thing just because it looks like fun. Like, oh I just want to. I just want to look at it. You open it, it looks like something from, I don't know, like Sailor Moon or one of your animes. And like it glows. It glows as soon as you open it. It's crazy. I'm just turned on by the packaging. Oh, man. Well, the the colors themselves, like the makeup itself is really fun. It's got me into it. Like, got me looking at different YouTube girls trying to figure out how to really put it on because I don't know shit about it, really. So I did watch a bunch of, like, 
makeup tutorials of mm-hmm. people using Fenty Beauty. And I've watched makeup tutorials before because I just find it fascinating. But I watched like this white girl, a really dark black girl. I watched a Latina girl, like a bunch of different girls, just to see how everybody was reacting mm-hmm. like to the different shades and stuff. And every single person I watched, they were all like blown away mm-hmm. by the experience. I was just like, Rihanna, just come in and fuck up. the. G- this is how you do it. Yeah. Jump in and just fuck it up. Everybody is shook. All of the girls are talking about prod- their dark products now. Yeah. Kylie posted some <laughs> shit. Oh God, they are. <laughs> a picture of poor Justine Sky talking about brown sugar <laughs> Matt is available now and all of Twitter let her have it. Like, <laughs> like oh yeah, I bet thanks, it is. sweetie. We're fine. We're good over here. <laughs> We're thanks so a bunch. <laughs> you and your most of these lines have like three or four colors for anybody who isn't white. Right. And so for Rihanna to show up with like, okay, listen, I got everybody from like redheads on down to the darkest of the black girls covered so wherever you at come through Asian girls they be getting y'all fucked up all the time too with your shades don't worry I got you so it's like the rest of y'all doing these last ditch efforts to like promote your girl of color products is like we just see right through it like y'all may have been had these products for a long long time but this sudden rush to all of a sudden let us know that you have them like where was all this promo before Rihanna came out And got everybody shook up. Where was it then? Because all her dark shades are sold out now. It's almost (laughs) as if... I had to go to two Sephora's to find mine. It's almost as if women with dark skin... It's almost like we've been waiting. We're makeup. (laughs) It's almost like like we've been waiting for somebody to actually make something that matches us. Is there a market for (laughs) all kinds of women? Like, But especially the darker girls. I love it. My heart just like leapt for joy to go in Sephora and see dark-skinned girls working there and dark-skinned girls getting matched and, like, black girls just being excited, just hovering around the Fenty Beauty section, you know, putting highlighters and shit on each other. It was so fun. So I'm really proud of Rihanna. Oh, I just have to... This girl on YouTube, her name is Patricia Bright. She's from England, and I really got a kick out of her makeup tutorial for Rihanna as well as her uh, Kim Kardashian Makeup tutorial. Oh, her her review of the Kim Kardashian stuff. <laughs> Patricia Bright. I'm gonna look yes, it up. She but she's like, oh, this shit is cheap and great. No, she was really fair and very reasonable about. But you have to actually watch. Okay. Her experience. Oh well. Makeup. But yeah, whatever. Shout out to all of the makeup girls getting their life from Fenty Beauty and for Rihanna. Just, I mean, duh. Like <laughs> that should have been a given. And it kind of was. But congrats, sweetheart. And she had all of her the models at Fenty Puma done up. Oh in her yes. I remember I saw um I think on her Instagram post, she was like Fenty from head to toe, face <laughs> down to the toenails. Like it's literally all my products. All of it what is. What a me. machine. I love her. I do. Uh all right. So things are gonna get weird. Oh, no. We were doing so well. First of all, Cardi B and some more got into it. Well, not really got into it. Some more? How random. No, I know who it is, but I'm just like, No, I know. I just felt like I needed to (laughs) really just let it sit there. Uh, So, some more posted uh, a video on her Instagram and if this lovely Wi-Fi would get her life together, <laughs> then I could tell you what it said. Um, but basically, Some it was a video Instagram. of Cardi uh, from the Bodak Yellow video or whatever. And it said something like, 
basically that you need to watch your paperwork just because you're winning doesn't mean that you're succeeding or something. Like, oh my God, Wi-Fi, like seriously. Just because you're winning don't mean that you're succeeding. What the hell is that? I can't, like... Oh, just because you're busy don't mean you're winning. You better be reading your paperwork. Chandelier over here. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Did she disable comments on it? fucking shit just went to hell. Oh, well, I found it. It didn't pull up on mine. Anyway... Cardi B responded with a photograph of her own that says, coming from nothing isn't winning, doing everything they said I couldn't because of my stripper past isn't winning, taking care of my family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I know you must be so busy and overbooked that finding the time to give the advice was hard, but I talked to Christ. <laughs> yes. I talked to Christ Jesus. and my mother every day and I don't need it. So here's the thing. Samore, and this is no shade, Samore is like in her auntie era. True. So I felt as though, you know, this didn't necessarily come off as an attack to Cardi B specifically, but more like not the greatest use of a meme. Like it didn't seem mm. like she was coming for, because why? For what? Right. It doesn't make sense. And, but see, like using Cardi B, what was the point in putting Cardi B's video? Like if, if the whole point was your caption, why use that video? It just doesn't make sense. Aunties don't really know how to use. Oh, this is true. This is true. You know what I mean? Because Aunties do not know how to use social. <laughs> why does my mama have two Facebook accounts that she don't use? <laughs> One with her I'm real sure name and one with too. her nickname. And she done requested everybody twice. And <laughs> she don't feel no way about like, it. No. Just, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Why is this happening? Let so, me click this. Some more. So it's literally just Cardi's video. It's, it's not just Cardi's like, video. And it's just that comment. So I don't really know why exactly and it's also um it looks like she reposted it yeah from so i don't know if the caption came with i don't know i really don't know what the purpose of that was but obviously cardi b took offense to it and well so some more i understand uh, why she did like it doesn't make it doesn't make sense absolutely she sort of responded to it via the shade rooms dms (laughs) she said Y'all are real crazy, but I love what you do. Let's be clear (laughs) that I am a grown woman and don't owe anyone an explanation as to my actions. My post was not directed to Cardi B. I am a fan of her music and thoroughly respect her hustle. I'm a chandelier and chandelier status is where I live. I don't know what that means. She uh, it's in her bio on Instagram. Dope for real. I live on chandelier status. I don't know. But she also posted Sparkly three pictures. She posted the exact same picture three times in a row <laughs> and has not deleted the two duplicates. So I think you're right about she don't know what the fuck she's doing on social. And so she don't even understand. She probably thought that this was her caption was like in support of Cardi. Like, yeah, hoes, y'all talking this and that. But just because you busy don't mean this. And you remember when Miss Tina liked Jennifer Hudson shade? Oh, yes, I do. She swore up and down. She was like, I didn't know what I was looking She probably at. thought she was Finger blocking slipped. him. and was like now this is not nice and I love Jennifer that's a nice girl and then the next thing you know you done liked it and niggas done screenshotted it Samoa don't know what she doing man you know I'ma chalk it up to that because who who triple posts on Instagram many people but the thing on purpose purpose. oh well I don't think that she was but I know people but then she also disables comments on every post so it's like she knows what she's doing 
Should is there yeah. a way to just have all your comments disabled all the time, or do you have to do it individually? Mm, I don't know the answer to that. All right. Well, you know, all is well that ends in hell. Moving right along. <laughs> sure. Uh, so uh, Tyrese has feelings. Oh, my God. I was hoping you were going to talk about this. I really was. Tyrese has passionate, passionate feelings. Uh in relation to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, not the passionate feelings that most of us have mm-hmm. for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. In your loins. More uh, feelings of jealousy, rage, uh, and bitterness. <clears throat> <laughs> the Rock posted a photo on his Instagram. I'm not going to read the whole caption, but essentially he alludes to the fact that there is a deal that's pretty much wrapping up for a spinoff film starring his character from the Fast and the Furious franchise, who I believe's name is Hobbs. Um, mm, okay, like Calvin and. Yes, Got exactly you. like Calvin and. <laughs> uh, Tyrese left a comment under the picture that says the following. <laughs> oh. This may take the remainder of the show, just getting through these words. If you move forward with that hashtag Hobbs movie, I purposely mentioned the hashtag. I'll get to that later. (laughs) Okay. If you move forward with that hashtag Hobbs movie, you will have purposefully ignored, purposely ignored the heart to heart moment we had in my sprinter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear from you until you remember what we talked about. And he's probably like, fine. <laughs> no problem. That's okay. You don't want to hear from me? I didn't want to call you. So. I'm on your timeline because you're not responding to my text messages. Oh my God. Hashtag fast family is just that a family. We don't fly solo. Oh, bitch, you're not a real family. You're all actors contracted on a movie. I, I mean, didn't read his I didn't read his comment on The Rock's Instagram. I just read his Instagram post. Oh, like I'm getting to that. Essay that he oh, wrote. yeah, I'm getting to that. It's <laughs> a mess. I know that, like, okay, so I, I bought all the Fast and the Furious movies because I guess I was bored and drunk and on Amazon, you know, right, being right, ridiculous. Right. But I was interested in why they have eight films. I don't, I still and, don't know. And they still like break records. Yeah. And people rush out to see them. I think it's the like, highest, grossing, grossest, highest grossing franchise of all time. I think it is. Like, how. How many things can you drive a car off of? Like, I'm Niggas just... are still going to watch y'all drive cars real fast. So there's actually a theme within the franchise of family. Okay. Gotcha. Of like all of these racer nigga. Okay. Sure. Super vigilante, anti-hero, whatever they are. Like the car, the I've Fast never and Furious seen, niggas. I've never seen a movie. A Fast Vin and Diesel movie. and his niggas. Are they like They're Robin Hood? Like no. Okay. Well, ish. Sort of. Like rob from the rich and give to the poor? Rob to the rich and give to my motherfucking self. Oh. And the first one. <laughs> here's the thing. So there are eight movies, right? And I think that they said they're going to stop at ten. Eight was last year, I believe. Right. So uh, I've watched... I've watched the first seven. I haven't seen eight yet. But the first one was like, okay, really cheesy bro movie about fast cars and girls dressed like they in a 3LW video. Fine. <laughs> and the second one was right. the first one with Tyrese. It was whack. Then the third one, I believe, is the one with Lil Bow Wow and that man with that horrible accent. If that's actually his accent, then 
I'd love to know where he's from. If it's not, he should have taken it back to wherever he got it. Um, but that movie was also very dumb. <laughs> and then the fourth one was kind of boring, too. And then finally kind of picked up, to me anyway, in the fifth one, when they brought The Rock around. Not just because he mm, is just the best actor in the world and he's super fine and it just made the movie better. Like, it kind of changed the tone and the direction of everything a little bit. So... I guess that's why this guy's getting a spinoff because he added. Is that when Paul Walker died? The fifth movie or the sixth? No, one? no. I think he died around seven. Seven. Okay. I think so. So. All right. Yeah. Like, no, I think that also like that. has a lot to do with why they feel this family thing. And I don't know where. If it's, I mean, even if you were like super invested in that whole idea, why would you get on this man's Instagram <laughs> acting like this? Right. So. <laughs> no, nigga. So then he posts on his page. Tyrese says, when you see the bullshit playing out in front of you and you can't say anything because they don't want you to win the battles and lose the war. Reckless? Who? Me? Nah. <laughs> I'm just the last of the real ones in oh, this no. town who the- speaks his mind openly and hope that folks grow from the truth. The real ones do. The real ones know that God is mad at us all because we are not honoring him and giving him all the praise and glory for our blessed and significant life. Let me just come back. For our blessed and significant life. Our? We have convinced ourselves that we live this life. What? Because we work hard. What What about God? What? God has nothing to do with this. What does he have to do with this? Is my like what does this have to do with the fact that you don't want him to do this movie? Like, what is God? What about God? What profits a man to gain the whole world and no, lose you didn't. his soul? No, you didn't, nigga. I thank God every day that I still have my soul. Without God in my soul, I would be empty chasing things and people that literally mean nothing to me. Praying for all you guys who were directly affected with me by these hurricanes and these natural disasters worldwide, Africa, India, and Bahamas, and in Turks and Caicos, and here in America. Okay. I've been in and out of the hospital five times dealing with health issues, and I still sent five fifty k to Houston to help in any way I can because it's about being selfless. Great. What? I went as far as I could go to help the cause. I hope they do right by those funds and get it to the people. You're on the Forbes list. Is that all you're donating? Oh, okay. God bless. Uh, I guess he's alluding to the fact that The Rock allegedly donated 25000 yeah. to Houston. Which, whenever these disasters happen and celebrities start these pissing contests over yeah. how much they're going to donate. Go in each other's like, pockets. People who have donated much, much more than that right. and don't say anything to anybody because it's not about getting credit for it. It's about helping people who need help. Mm-hmm. So you talking about you you were in and out of the hospital, but you still managed to donate way more money than this nigga because you're selfless. Then why are you t- telling us about this? Right. Like, why are you even mentioning it? And what the fuck does any of this have to do with this nigga's movie? <laughs> right. I'm just... What? It sounds like Tyrese is real scared that he might miss out on a check because they just refuse to push. I guess The Rock has some sort of scheduling conflict. He's doing his own movie 
and he can't film whenever they are doing this new one? Basically, if they do this spinoff, it could push the date for the ninth Fast and the Furious movie back. And they've already announced the date for Fast 9. And so in another post, which I can't bother to read. That's the one I saw. I didn't see these first two. Okay, well, then I'm going to do it. (laughs) That's the one I saw. I have never. We don't push it back. And we'll never have a problem with a major (laughs) movie star. He's my brother. Uh I repeat. Bro, just being honest, I didn't like Baywatch. But I did rent out two full theaters and take a bunch of kids with my daughter from her private school to support (laughs) Moana. He puts private school in hashtag. Yeah. So you want... So y'all can know. Hashtag private school is where she goes, guys. What? I'm simply trying to reach him because he won't call me back about this solo Hobbs movie again in hashtag. So you don't... Like, you're shitting on this movie, but you keep hashtagging it. Like, doesn't that help the... Okay. I want you to shoot it, just not right now. Because <laughs> the hashtag Fast 9 release date has already been announced, and we can't let our loyal fans hashtag Fast Family or oh our God. loyal Fast and Furious fans down on any level. Are those not the same people? Are those not? Oh, wait, what's the... Di- okay. Our lo- <laughs> <laughs> you know Tyrese can barely read. You know that. Didn't you see how huge Fast 8 was? It's because we announced and kept our release date, bro. Call me back, DJ. That is... <laughs> I'm doing this only on behalf of our families so we can keep them all in private school. God bless you, brother. Literally two seconds ago, you said you were doing it for two fans that are the same thing. So which one is like... And it sounds like The Rock's Baby is going to be in private school regardless of whether y'all put this ninth movie out or not. Nigga, at the end of the day, you realize that you couldn't go back to work as soon as you hoped yeah, or wanted to. Right. Because this nigga is going to do this a movie that ain't got shit to do with you. Right. And you probably doubly pissed because your ass wasn't in nothing but number two. You was in the franchise before he was and it didn't get lit until he did. Like, you really think that The Rock out here who has kids of his own and these movie studios are like, you know what? Let's not make some more money because it really bothers Tyrese. Right. Girl, what? And we already announced the date for Fast and Furious 9. Bitch, so? They push movie dates back. All the time. All the time. Who cares? I think he's giving Fast and the Furious way too much. Like, I know the people who stand for it love it, but they will live if the movie comes out two months later than originally planned or the next year even whatever the fuck else it is another movie about driving cars what (laughs) there are nine of them it's not Ava DuVernay's A Wrinkle in Time that needs to come out hurry at the appointed motherfucking date and time that is something that needs to come out on schedule you know what does need to be pushed back Black Panther they announced the date for that and they need to be sturdy on that bitch there you go but if they were like you know what we got to push it back a month or so. I'm like, you know what? I want this Lupita's bitch to be. doing some bad bitch thing. And so we got to push it back to accommodate her schedule. Like, okay. Just like I'm sure that when it comes to the Fast and the Furious, these producers are going to say, huh, now do we accommodate Dwayne The Rock Johnson's schedule or do we accommodate Tyrese's schedule? Huh, let me think about it. Like, it's not even an issue of accommodation because Tyrese is not going to be busy. Thank you. So- I was just about to, I was <laughs> le- raising my hand 
just so that I could get that out. Like, uh, but wait a second. He Tyrese's schedule is not on the table. Tyrese will be free. Like, you will be in the movie whenever they tell you to come be in the movie. That's it. working around this man, the moneymaker. He is the one. Like, the, you have to know that The Rock is the one who can make all the shots as far as the Who distributes Fast and the Furious? So for you to be going on and on, like this, the whole Instagram thing is what drives me crazy. Like, I'm only doing this because he won't call and text me back. You don't have no fucking pride. You don't have no shame. You would just a grown man. You would rather be on Universal. the internet. Universal pictures. Universal don't give a hot nut fuck about what Tyrese want to do. Those white people were sitting 250 floors up when they got a message <laughs> about this. And all they said in response was, oh, Anyway, so <laughs> let's get that uh, that that anyway, ink so on the dotted line. Have we cast the, uh, the the love interest for Hobbs yet? Because we're focused on where the money is at. I mean, that's just the case. Any any production studio, anybody is going to be more focused on the star than the people who are not the stars. Furthermore, you're just going to have to fall in line. If it were like Vin Diesel, who was like, okay, nah. Then that would be a little. I would. I would feel differently about that because Tyrese, in my opinion, like I said, I'm not like I don't consider myself part of the family. I know lots of us hardcore Fast and Furious fans do, family. and that's cool. It's like a thing. I just really don't like calling family with people. I don't like that term for people who do not have to. a very close, real relationship with one another. And I just right. don't know if fans of a movie count as that. I just don't know. But if that's Maybe the way... Like the Sopranos are... If y'all feel really just deeply about it, then fine. But I just feel like all the people who are emotionally invested in the Fast and the Furious will be fine if they push it back. The only complaints I've been hearing about this have come from Tyrese Gibson. There, there you go. So, I don't... <laughs> I haven't heard a peep out of anybody else. I haven't heard from the family. If the hashtag Fast Family hasn't, hasn't popped up anywhere in my mentions. <laughs> You know, upset over this idea. So. It seems like a lot of Fast and Furious fans are are actually into the idea of seeing a movie that's just. I mean, either either way, they're gonna see cars and shit blow up, right? And I think that that's what True. a lot of them like. If I'm wrong, you can go ahead and correct me. I don't give a shit either way. But Tyrese, all of this is just this. It needs to not. It needs not be the case. Because you gonna show up in 2019 or whenever they start shooting Fast yep, 9 yep, yep, and yep. get to the fucking gate and it's gonna be somebody with a badge on their chest who's gonna tell you that you're not allowed on the <laughs> Like, oh, this is actually not a valid pass for the lot. Like, they're gonna be like, you know what? You are so right, Tyrese. We're actually not going to push it. We will do the Hobbs movie after Fast 9. Thank you so much. It is about the family. And we can't wait to hear how you feel about it when it is in theaters. No. Um, <laughs> Let us know. We hope you are the first in line to uh, get a glimpse of the film and you can provide your opinions. But as far as your black ass being on camera, oh, that's dead. Mm-mm. That won't be taking place. So. I bet The Rock is in like a group chat with all his equally famous, like leading Hollywood men just laughing at this nigga doing the most on Instagram. Like him and Kevin Hart are probably texting right now. Absolutely. Like, do you see this bullshit? Absolutely. <laughs> this little nigga is online talking crazy. Some like, shit about private school. Like, 
The Rock is in Equinox with a full treadmill in one hand oh and God. his phone in the other just laughing. I'll never get over that day I was in Columbus Circle walking down the street and I saw The Rock come out of Equinox. Oh my God, he is so What fine. an experience. Woo, he's fine. And he had a green smoothie too. God of damn, of course he did. He's just gorgeous. Ugh. Okay, anyway, Tyrese well, is delusional. Tyrese gives you plenty of time to work on that Baby Boy sequel that we didn't go watch. So. Uh, did you see what he posted on Instagram about sleeping on R&B with that homeless lady? What? He took a video of himself holding up his a copy of his album talking about there's a bunch of people sleeping on R&B in front of a homeless woman. Like, nigga... She's not sleeping on R&B. She's sleeping because she does not have anywhere to go. What? I thought you, I thought, honestly, at first I thought that's, that was going to be what you talked about. Like, I know Tyrese is a dumbass, but you got. I did not know anything about that. A homeless woman talking about we got people sleeping on R&B. Well, when you're renting out theaters for private school children. <laughs> You know, I don't think that you're thinking about I didn't about like the body. I didn't like Baywatch, but I did rent out two theaters of private schools for kids Moana. to see Moana. Like, Nigga, you wanted either one of them. Do I owe you something? Like, oh, insane. Tyrese what are you is doing? Just, log off. Delete your Instagram. <laughs> we ran him off Twitter, and I think it's time to run him off Instagram. Please. <laughs> you just don't need to be on social. Another uh, super, well, a celebrity we should pray for is Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, during a recent interview, mm-hmm. uh, alleges that he taught Michael Jackson how to moonwalk. Bobby. <laughs> he told a story that was very... <laughs> it, here's the thing. It's so... It's like... It sounds like a story that a toddler would have told. Like, it, it, there's nothing. Actually, I was the one that taught Michael how to do the moonwalk. <laughs> we was all just dancing. We was popping. He was watching us pop. And he saw me do the moonwalk. And he was just like, what is that? And I did it again. He just watched it. And he just started doing it. <laughs> the moonwalk was one of my signature moves, he said. <laughs> I brought it up from down south. You know what this sounds like when your uncles all get together and start bullshitting about I high was school? Literally, <laughs> saying nah, the nigga, because I had day. more past completions, junior and senior year than all the rest of you niggas. Y'all can't talk. That's that's exactly what it sounds like. People I was exaggerating say, and lying, old niggas. I was gonna say it sounds exactly like your old ass uncle that'd be like, you know, back in '74, me and James Brown and a whole bunch of white bitches, and we was just doing <laughs> everything, just everything you name it and I put him on like that just sounds mm-hmm. like yep okay. in Tulsa it's the Gap Band everybody be like oh you know back then we used to practice with the Gap Band right I used to go hang out with them niggas and I lent such and such some guitar strings and that nigga wouldn't be nothing without me today you know some shit like that like, but okay. Bobby claiming the moonwalk like first of all it's not 30 years later cop <laughs> It is common knowledge that that Jeffrey Daniel, I believe, taught Michael Jackson how to do the fucking moonwalk. His family has talked about this. Like, it's not... Michael Jackson first did the moonwalk in, like, 1983. Something crazy. It was so long ago. I'm like, So wait, you mean Bobby, to tell what? me that whole ass time you taught him how to do it, and then one of y'all niggas mentioned it until after he died? You never said anything all this time, Bobby Brown? You never once, while Michael was alive, publicly claimed this? Never. 
You only said this now that he's long gone. A game-changing dance move. Something it don't that, smell like, right, the most Bobby. Iconic performer. It don't ever smell right, no. Bobby. What? It don't. Bobby. Mm-mm. Bobby. Come on now. I want to feel. You know, Bobby's going through a lot. He's suing TV One over that Bobby Christina movie. I mean, probably should. should. And you know, like, fine. I but, mean, yeah, his baby is there. That's a lot. That's crazy. You know, Whitney's gone. This it's is real. odd. But yes, <laughs> this is very strange. And it's like. <laughs> The people that are alive know differently and can't. I don't even feel like his, like Michael's family would even say anything about it because don't nobody even believe him. Right. Because like, we're not even going to respond to this because it's all go Bobby Brown. Everybody's like, okay, Bobby, sure. Sure, Bobby. Sure. What else? <laughs> Maybe the fucking ghost that you slept with implanted, you know, these memories, these false memories mm. in your mind. Remember when he she... said that he fucked a ghost? Oh, God. Yes, I do. What was that? Barbara Walters or somebody? He didn't enter Diane Sawyer. (laughs) He told that white woman he fucked a ghost. (laughs) No, something is wrong with Bobby Brown. You know who I would have told that? The only person I would have had a conversation with about that if I feel like that happened to me. Christ, the Redeemer and King. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. You have to go to him in prayer. Be like, Lord, I don't know what happened. (laughs) But I woke up and things were not right. They just (laughs) were I need you to come into my heart. Something is wrong. Very paranormal activity going on tonight. Well, you know, pray for Bobby. Pray for Tyrese. Pray for Brandy. Uh, why, why are we praying for Tyrese? That he'll get enough self-respect to log off and stop embarrassing himself like this. Because this yes. is insane. At the end, and because his feelings are hurt. Because Aww. he cares about the Fast family. <laughs> And the fans of the Fast and Furious, not the same thing. Meanwhile, the Fast family is like, nigga, we don't even care about you being in the movie. Meanwhile, the Fast family is like, oh, so there's a Hobbs movie? Tell me more. Right. Like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) The Fast family on Tyrese Page like, nigga, a Hobbs movie? Oh, shit. Like, Especially the girls. Score. (laughs) Right. Like, they're hype as fuck. The girls and the gays are like, wait, so all them extra unnecessary niggas are gone and we'll just get the fine one? When does this come out? Please? More? You mean I can see Woo! a Fast and Furious movie without Ludacris attempting to act? <laughs> like, sign me up. Thanks a bunch. <sighs> well, that's it this week for Fantastic Tops and Where to Find Them. We are going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. 
talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you it's your girl ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show all right we're back it's time for listener learners. it is send your questions to ask three at gmail.com we may just read them aloud on the show hmm. this, the subject line this one says men are trash kid fury is always right <laughs> even gonna click it i just <laughs> i just feel like they wanted to get that out like I think they're so mad about it too but you could just do better i mean and the problem is that it's like every week oh here we go hey kifiri and crystal you can call me roxy break up on them well <laughs> can we get that? sure go ahead i feel it <laughs> Like every other single New Yorker, I swipe on Tinder from time to time when I'm bored. I typically swipe left until I run across a man of color. And the other day, while I was swiping, I I paused on a man who looked familiar. After taking a closer look at his profile, I realized he was my cousin's live-in boyfriend of multiple years. Mm. Now, if this was one of my super close cousins, I would have called them immediately to tell on that nigga. But me and this cousin have never had a close relationship. In fact, we have none at all. I haven't talked to her in months, and we live in the same city, and I'm pretty sure she dislikes me from things that have happened in the past. Mm. Hmm, No details there, Roxy. But... So, I don't know if I should tell her or not. I don't want to seem petty or full of drama. Maybe he forgot to delete his profile once they got together. But at the end of the day, she's family and I'd hate for her to be getting played. I think they're close to engagement. What should I do? Love you guys dearly. Roxy. Roxy. Okay, so if I were in your position, I wouldn't say shit. Hmm. I would. Well, I take that back. If I haven't spoken to you in months, I think you don't like me. We have no relationship. It depends on why we haven't spoken in months. If I did you wrong, which it kind of sounds like Roxy did this cousin wrong, that's just what I'm getting from this yeah, email. she did not elaborate. She didn't elaborate on why mm-hmm. they fell out. So <laughs> I get the feeling you played your cousin to the left in some way. And if you are genuinely concerned about this, I would just take a screenshot Email it to her and be like, look, I know you don't fuck with me for your reasons, and that's fine. I just saw this on Tinder, and I wanted to give you the heads up. Do with it what you want, and let that be that. I think that either way here, you know, you're fine. I think, like I said, if I feel like, if I just don't have a relationship with you at all, I don't know how I would just come out the blue and be like, you nigga might be cheating on you. Well, be blessed. (laughs) I mean, there's no real easy way to say it. There isn't. 
especially if it's just super random. I don't know. If you do, I think that, you know, kudos to you for putting yourself in a position of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and uh, trying to do the right thing there. And like you said, you could be misunderstanding things. It may be that he didn't delete his profile or maybe they're into some freaky shit that you don't know about because you don't talk to her. I don't know. True. But either way, I feel like if you mind your business, you shouldn't feel bad. If you do decide to step in, you shouldn't feel bad. Either way, I think it's fine. Hmm. I wonder I how. I just know I wouldn't say shit, but I think that's fair too. I don't. So I don't use Tinder, and I don't know. Do you, is this the sort of thing where you get like notifications all the time, and you would know that you hadn't deleted your profile yet, or is it really possible that for months and months you have had like to the point she said they're close to engagement? Is it really possible that you've had an active Tinder profile for that long? I don't know, but I'm. <sighs> Same. If you like, if you delete the app but not your account, does your account still show up? Because what if he deleted the app? What if he doesn't even have an app on his phone but it's he still has an account? That don't make sense because you can't access the account anywhere else, right? They don't have like a website that you can log into. I don't think so. Yeah, but I'm saying like, would it? Would you have to deactivate your account before you delete the app for it to not show up? Oh, anymore? I see what you mean. Maybe they would just show you as like not online or whatever forever. I don't know how any of that stuff works. Yeah, uh, but. Mm, I get it. I understand and I appreciate that you don't want your cousin to be played. And you could do like Crystal said and make it real subtle and be like, hey, girl, uh, yeah, I'm still alive. I'm, I know you probably wish it were otherwise, but <laughs> I'm joking. I, I hope it's not that deep. <laughs> like, well, you I mean, just... you said y'all don't have no relationship. Y'all haven't talked in months. So it's just like, mm. 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 I Months mean, I don't keep in years. touch with people like every day, but I don't have no beef with none of my family either. You specifically said that she don't like you or you think right, she don't like you. Right, right. And I think you know she don't like you. So, right. yeah, you could just come up and be like, hey, girl, so I don't even know what this is, but I just wanted to, you know, let it pass you. But if it's something that she knows about or it's not what you think it is, then my, that might make her not like your ass even more. Right. Hmm. Well, good luck to you, whatever you decide to choose, because it sounds like it's probably going to be messy either way. Yeah. She's going to find out, you know, if he's cheating on her at one point. Yeah, so. but if she finds out that he's cheating on her and you didn't have anything to do with that, then you're in the clear. I mean, right. It's not like she can. Oh, but if she like go through her man Tinder and sees that he matched with her cousin, that's something else. She hit. Did she hit that she had? A well, match? the the subject line said I matched with my cousin's boyfriend on Tinder. So I guess she just swipes. N- no, I don't like you until she sees a person of color and then she's like, okay, yes, I do like you. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't, I'm kind of... Because I don't do that. The few times I've been on these apps, I'm like, wow, everybody's ugly. Why do I... <laughs> why am I on this? Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> so... I used Drea, which is like... Of course you did! Yeah. Of course you did! I did. <laughs> So how many super famous niggas did you go out with on Raya? I didn't go out with anybody super famous on Raya, but I did see some people on there. I'm like, oh, hey, girl. All right. Well, I ain't nobody. So like, <laughs> let me just be. But Look at you. Most of the people on there are like. Raya's different. That's different. It just, it reminds me of Tinder, I guess. I've never used Tinder, but it's like the same sort of like. I mean, it's just Tinder this for side celebrities. Is you don't like this nigga, and this side is you do like the nigga. And I'm just like, okay. Well, most of them are just like, they all look like white boys that model for Hollister, and that's not. 
I'm just not built for the app life, Lord knows. I have, you know, I did match with a couple of edgy looking <laughs> white boys that look like they edgy white boys listen to Wu Tang or like Two Live Crew or something. Like for real, <laughs> or they have it on vinyl. <laughs> vinyl, right? All right, okay, whatever. So. But the point is, I don't really know how the. App works. <laughs> I don't know how the app works, <sighs> so this could be a huge misunderstanding, or he could be cheating on her. Just, you know, do a do's and or pros and cons yeah. of the situation and find out what you think. Think about how it. rational your cousin really is. That also. But then also consider that you are the messenger, and if she hates you, she might just automatically be like, hey, nasty bitch, whatever, mm-hmm. ho, you just want to break me and my man up, you see me happy. Right. So. She could be one of those petty yeah. people who her nigga is cheating on her, she's just going to be mad at you. <laughs> True. And it's a lot of people like that. Oh, so. <laughs> Weigh it out, girl. Good luck to you. Um, Our next question comes from Melissa, who says... I am crushing so hard on someone and I'm not sure what I should do. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I was recently in Atlanta for Black Gay Pride. Oh, what oh, a I'm glorious so, weekend so that is. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> that Sunday in Piedmont is life. It's life. What? Oh my goodness. You haven't lived until you see niggas in in Fenty Beauty right. and Trophy Wife. Yeah. And short shorts. And, and like fishnets and heels just stomping doing choreographed routines in the park and marching like it's actually life. like all of that is the only thing that be getting me about pride is that they love fighting like they always be out there fighting and I, I love a good fight I love to watch it but I don't know why at pride it just gets on my nerves I mean cause it's like y'all this is our time to like come together and all fag and out be together. proud right, right. <laughs> why, why do we have to fight right now but they Dykes love the fight the during pride <laughs> oh yes I have seen like maybe one or two fights this week I love to watch lesbians fight that's different it's my absolute favorite that's way different oh so so anyway back to Melissa oh hey yeah Melissa said she was in Atlanta for pride and she ran into one of her favorite authors um, I want to say that before I even realized who she was, I thought she was very beautiful. And when she said her name, it clicked. I responded by totally fangirling. Oh, Lord. And as the night went on, I found myself crushing harder and harder. Not only does she write amazing books, but she's super down to earth, funny and a total geek, which I am, too. The next day, I told my friend that I think I want to try to talk to her. But my friend told me it's a horrible idea because I acted too much like a stand the night before. When I thought about it, I realized my friend was right. I did ask a million questions about her books and characters all night long. The problem is that I can't stop thinking about her. I added her on Facebook and even her posts are funny and she just makes me want to get to know her even more. Oh, God, this is adorable. (laughs) I really want to know the person behind the books. I want to know her, but I wonder if she will even give me the time of day. Being celebrities yourselves. <laughs> Would you ever consider dating someone you know is a big fan of yours? If they approached you in the correct way, would you give them a chance or would you automatically write them off as fans and not dating material? Thanks, Melissa. <laughs> I want to know her. Right? What a gay. I added her on Facebook and her posts, they just make me want to know the woman behind all the magic and the glitz. That is adorable. You what? know that that bitch can write. <laughs> like, oh, she Whoever is she is. Just poetic. She has done it for you, man. You are bewitched. Um, Shoot your shot. 
You think so? Yes. Here's the thing. I will say I am no celebrity. Girl, calm your blood. Yeah, no, you lied with that celebrity thing. Um, I... <laughs> you have to, like, not everybody... <laughs> think about it. A lot of people... Um, are very shy or don't know how to approach others regardless of whether or not they're famous or how many followers they have or what kind of job they have and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. If you met her and y'all, you know, had an interesting exchange or whatever, maybe she thought you were a hottie, you know, and didn't know how to say anything or whatever. Like, go ahead. and The worst she could say to you is like, oh, I'm not interested. That's true. I'm taken. And yes, that blows. But like, you're not, you'll survive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll be fine. The worst thing in the world is not to be curved. And if she's a lesbian, she'll probably do it in a really polite way. Absolutely. Like, give you a parting gift. Right. (laughs) Try to like ease your pain. No, but here's a free copy of my last. (laughs) No, but I will sign your book. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that if you acted like a fan, if it was me, I would have automatically sorted you into the I'm never going to date you pile. Probably. No shade. Yeah. It's just very weird yes. to try to get to know somebody who already knows, everything about knows so much about you. And, yep. and people don't understand how awkward that is. Yep. But then I've had I've had some people act like they don't know who I am. That's even worse. And then like. And then like, like way into it, they're like, OK, so I do know about this, this, that. And I've listened to your show for years. Right. And I'm, and I'm like, OK, so, so you then a why fan did we and go, a liar. <laughs> so then why did we go through all this? <laughs> My nigga, why two weeks ago? Was that so? I don't even remember where I was. And this nigga, we just it's like we're out with a bunch of friends and we start having a conversation, regular conversation in like two hours pass and then he says so what is it that you do and I said oh I work in podcasting you know working on some different shows and he was like oh really what's the name of the show you're on and I played it off like oh ha ha you know some different ones like not right. trying to do all that and then he was like yeah well I've heard your show before it's really good this is this and I'm like so you really sat here so what? for two hours and fronted like you didn't know who I was asked me all these questions you know I'm thinking we're having like a regular human interaction and then you just it was like you couldn't hold out no more <laughs> like you couldn't you just had to be like ah no I know who you are ah, nah. right like, why this is weird that's a weird way to interact with people the thing is that you if when you are dating someone or trying to get to know somebody like that that's your personal life so if you're trying to come to somebody at that on right. that level, keep in mind that you're coming to them on some personal shit right and so if you work at a bank let's say you're Tasha and we are on a date. I'm Lawrence because I hate myself right now. Right. Um, okay. That would be like me saying to you, so, you know, let's talk about deposits and how long have you worked at Chase and what's their <laughs> motto? And, you know, like, if I'm not going to continuously talk to you about your job right. while we're out because you left that bitch and you're probably you happy clocked out. <laughs> to have free time. Not to say that we don't enjoy what we do and have a great time. Right. But if I'm in a situation with you that is personal again right 
then my professional life can sit on the back burner. Now, that doesn't mean you don't act like, or you act like you don't know who the fuck I am. It's just be like, oh, yeah, I listen to your show, and, you know, it's dope. That could just be... It's that simple, though. Like, that's literally all you have to do. It doesn't have to be... I, th- I think people think, oh, I'll sound cooler if I play like I don't know who you are. But then you always fuck it up by revealing that you actually do. So it's just, it makes you look like, not a liar, but just deceptive in a really weird way. Yeah, but you didn't do this. You were just a fan, and you right. just fanned out all night long, which is a lot more transparent. <laughs> she probably like really appreciates that, but it's it's uncomfortable dating somebody and you're asking all these questions. They already know so much about you, and it's like they they have the idea of the person that they want to date in their head. Like, oh, I've heard of you. You do this, so I'm gonna date this person. You know, and it's like you don't really realize that I'm like a whole nigga behind what you see on the outside. Like I have depth and layers to my personality and a bitch contains multitudes. You know, I'm complicated as fuck and you don't get any of that. You just see, you know, Crystal or whoever your lesbian writer is in Atlanta. So uh, she probably, I don't know. I say that you could just go ahead. There's no harm in trying. There's no harm. She may have been totally taken with you and might not be a bitch like me at all and might have been like, oh, wow, that fan was... So great. And I wish she would have asked for my number because I would love to rub vaginas or something. (laughs) Who knows? You don't need to, like, try to woo this chick. Just strike up a conversation. Hey, it's me. I was wondering if you, you know, like, approach her just the way that you, you know, real casual. Maybe let's hang out. Let's get coffee or let's go get drinks or something like that. Just ask a normal question approach the way that you might approach somebody else. Right. And when you do hang out, you know, assuming that you do, it's just a regular conversation. Don't talk about all of the reasons that you stand for this person. Because that is just going to be strange. <laughs> yes, I will say that if if she actually is like, yeah, let's meet up and have coffee or whatever, then just try your best to treat her like a regular person with a regular job and not like, oh, you're everything. And in chapter three, paragraph eight of your third book, I just really thought the way you wrote that character was amazing. Like, just try to chill, you know, and just get to know her like you would anybody else and see where things go. I don't have a problem dating a fan, whatever the hell that is. But I would just prefer to be somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I appreciate what you do. And that that's that. Mm-hmm. Or... Even better, I don't know nothing. I've never heard of podcast. What's a podcast? Yeah. Like, that works. I too. prefer to date people who have no idea who I am or what I do. I would prefer that as I well. do. I very much prefer that. I would not. But then there's the anxiety of being like, oh, so this is what I do. I'm like a loud, weird gay bitch once a week. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. No, actually, same. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> right. This you then you like, have to break it down for them and have them experience your madness. They'd be like, so you just, that's your job? Yeah. <laughs> you have a podcast and you just yell at white people? Really? Mm. What's it called again? I'm going to listen to it. And then you're like, no, no, it's no. Okay. You don't have to do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, good luck to you lesbians. I feel like y'all will find a way to make it work. Yeah, you've got the key to everything. <laughs> it's going to happen. Our last question comes from Jarelli, who says, I heard your episode with Shaikule and I loved his spooky haunted stories. I was wondering whether y'all have had any spooky experiences like that. If so, could you share the one that scared you the most? If not, have you ever heard a really scary, true ghost story from a friend or family member that you just loved or hated because it was so terrifying? Please share. Sincera Monte? Mente? 
Sorry, Jarelia. I'm not even, I'm assuming that's Spanish. I probably messed that up. <laughs> so. Um, I don't know that I've ever experienced anything. Not like what Shea Kool-Aid was talking about. Like no. hearing little white bitches while you in the tub and shit would have yeah, no. died. That has never happened to me. I've never been... Whenever I would go to Jamaica in the summer when I was younger, my uncles would always tell me all kinds of stories about haunted houses and places and areas all over Mm -hmm. uh, Jamaica. And they would tell me about, uh, they would tell me the Candyman would come and get me if I was awake past midnight and Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah, we know about Bloody Mary. But nothing that, like the weirdest thing that ever happened to me was one time I got, you know, that... I don't know if you would call it a sensation or what, but you know, like when you're asleep or when your body's asleep, but your mind is awake and you're like completely aware of your surroundings, but you yes. can't move. Yes. That happened to me once. I do know. You don't. No, I do. I feel like that same thing happened to me once I was asleep, but I not, was not really asleep in the student union all day in somebody's yeah. office. Like, I don't remember whose office I was in, but I retained, I like all day long, I kept hearing different conversations like in my subconscious or whatever, and I could remember everything that was said. So maybe that's the same thing. I fell asleep in school and I could hear everybody around me. The teacher was playing a film, so I could hear the film. I called to the girl who was sitting in front of me because I could not move my body. But I remember, like, I guess I spoke because I tried to call to the girl in front of me. And I remember hearing her say, what? And I was like, push me, like, shake me, wake me up. And she oh, was wow. like, what, girl? <laughs> like, <laughs> Nigga, what, like, wake yourself up. Her business. And then it got really weird. <laughs> No, she was like, nah. Like, because what the fuck are you talking about, sir? I would have done the same. I would have been like, okay, no. I can't get over her being like, I can tell you in distress, but I'm going to turn back around. (laughs) She was like, nah. Um, And then, like, I just saw fire. And, like, this hole cracked it up and, like, in the ceiling oh, oh, no. and it basically just looked like there were things coming out dragging me to hell and then I snapped awake like right before holy shit I excused myself and I prayed <laughs> in the nurse's office in the bathroom <laughs> that happened to me more than once actually oh man that's like so I was just like no, okay man. obviously I'm living my life incorrectly and I'm going to hell and God is trying to let me know it hasn't happened. No, I don't think that's it. I don't know what you were going through. That was my through, biggest but... fear, and that was just, like, the nightmare I had. Damn, but they it was, say like... That, that's, like, some people say that the devil's sitting on your chest. That's what Oh, that yeah, that like. feeling, yeah. So maybe it really is. Maybe Ooh. that really is the devil. I mean, hell, it could be. You know, I'm put, I'm I don't put a whole lot past all that. I don't know shit. I really like, don't. But mama didn't ever play around with ghost stories and things of that nature. It was always like, mm, God ain't nowhere in none of that. Yeah. And we don't do that. So she didn't, she, it wasn't like, we, we're we not telling ghost stories. We're going to tell Bible stories around the campfire. Those were those moments where I would wake up in the middle of the night and my mom would just be sitting at the edge of the bed in deep prayer. Like, right, that has happened yes. to me more than once. And I would always jump like, what are you doing? And like, <laughs> Looking just, out for I'm you, like, nigga. That's what I'm doing. All right, that wraps up the questions this week. Send yours to ask3.gmail.com and we'll be back. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. 
This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So we're back, and it is time for the read. It is time for the reads. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okie dokie pokey. So, there's this white guy on YouTube named PewDiePie. And he is known for his gaming videos, Let's Plays, um, and also for being the most followed person on YouTube, apparently. Mm-hmm. I think it's somewhere around 11 million subscribers that or something ridiculous. So he's like been a millionaire for a while because <laughs> of all of this YouTube success and so on. Uh, earlier this year, he got into trouble for making some anti-Semitic Remarks. Um, I guess he really, really loves Nazi jokes. And lost a deal with Maker Studios, which is owned by Disney. Mm. Um, as well as a pilot or a series that he had on uh, YouTube Red. Well. Uh, I think since then he, he was able to get something going with Twitch. Like some sort of deal or partnership. Or I don't know if it's just a regular ass page. But... Recently, he was streaming the video game Player Unknown's Battleground. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is like consistently the most streamed game on Twitch. I'm sure if I go to Twitch right now, it's the number one fucking shit on there. I've never heard of it. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if it's like officially out or if it's still in beta, but there are 105,564 people viewing the game right now on Twitch. On several different channels. It's all like I hear about this game all of the fucking time. It's a really popular game. Essentially kind of like playing the Hunger Games. Okay. Uh, with like a hundred other live people from across the world. Mm, I can't do that. I just do the challenges on Raymond Legends. That's what I've been doing lately. Raymond Legends is 10 out of 10. It's so fun. It is really great. No, I just have been playing all day. Uh, so during one of his recent streams... PewDiePie got frustrated with someone who I guess he could not shoot or get to. Something was going on for him that he wasn't feeling. And he decided to yell out, ah, fucking nigger. Yeah. Like, right live in front of everybody. Like, after he apologized twice about these Nazi remarks. First, he was like, (sighs) hey, bro, super, super sorry that I'm a dickhead or whatever. I guess I should apologize since people want to take my money from me. And then uh, Charlottesville happened, and he released, like, another video saying, this one was way more, like, had more depth to it. Like, I don't want to give actual Nazis... Oh, you know, girl. a feeling of just blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, I should, please. Which made me feel like, okay, why are you saying this now? Like, you apologize <laughs> for, shouldn't you have felt this way the first time you said sorry? Like, what is, what is, what happened between your first yes. apology and this one? Why you feel like now you're sort of seeing what people are saying and you don't want to empower uh, racists and Nazis and white supremacists and all of this shit. 
then what the fuck were you talking about the first time you apologized? Whatever. Right. So after his ridiculousness on this live stream, uh, of course, he got plenty of flack from viewers, gamers, just regular people with a heart that's not frigid. Um, and one of the co-founders of a game development company called Campo Santo, they created a game from, I want to say last year, called Firewatch. They made sure to get content from their Firewatch game pulled off of PewDiePie's YouTube account. And the guy, Sean Vanneman, also said that he would be uh, reaching out to other developers, bigger developers, and urging them to do the same. Uh, All right. So I think that just about summarizes what happened. Yeah. And now I can say how I feel. Um... So first things first, obviously, fuck PewDiePie. Like, I've never, I love games. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a gamer. Mm -hmm. I've never found his sense of humor something that I would be uh, attracted to. Um, I just, I don't care for him. Like, I, I, I could not give a fuck about PewDiePie if I got paid for it. So that's that. Uh, obviously... He, I mean, he issued another apology since then and was whining and talking about he can't keep fucking up like this and he should know better and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and girl. Else. Which obviously would not have happened if he wasn't losing money and sponsorships. And now people are talking about pulling your residual income. And <laughs> now all of a sudden you got some shit to say. Now, oh, I can't keep. That motherfucker said fucking nigger. Like, not even like one of these other dizzy ass white people who are like, well, Kanye says it. Or like, well, you guys say it. I was saying it the nice way. Like, you said it with a hard R at the end. Oh, and you said it because you were frustrated frustrated because you could not win or get a point or shoot the bitch or get a headshot whatever I, I watched the thing but I don't know exactly what the other player did to piss him off it don't but matter. you meant it in a horrible and offensive way and then we're trying like I didn't mean it like uh, whatever like like paid it so if you the most followed bitch on YouTube Same. playing the most like most streamed, one of the most popular games out right now. You know what your visibility is, and you've ever so comfortably said "nigga" that way. What the fuck do you say when you're not streaming? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you say when you're just playing with people online and not for work? Right. So obviously he's a dickhead, and he deserves to lose sponsorships. He deserves to lose deals. He deserves to lose, you know. Content He shouldn't be given free content or whatever. And he still will because he's white and super famous and already influential and stuff. So fuck him. I feel like more than him, though, my issue is with all of these dickheads defending him and his, you know, right to freedom of speech and all of that other shit. Like, yes. You have the right to say whatever the fuck you want to in this country, depending on if you have white skin and aren't, you know, <laughs> well, you know, you're cisgendered. Is it cis? Mm-hmm. You got I've it. I always said cis. Oh, it's it's cis? I don't think it matters. Cis or cis. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, if you <laughs> right. are a certain group of whites, then sure you can <laughs> right. say whatever you want to. But should you just allowed to be saying damaging, horrible, evil, hurtful things about people? 
No, you probably shouldn't. Like, you shouldn't. <laughs> Especially when those things don't do anything but add, like, justification and, like, credence to all of these structures in society that fuck us over mm-hmm. and literally take our lives all of the time. Like, you are the most popular bitch on one of the <laughs> biggest social media right. websites on the internet. Your influence is like like unmatched. It's crazy. So yeah, you have to be responsible for the fucking things that you say. But if you do feel like, you know what, I feel like I should be able to say whatever the fuck I want. If you can't take a joke, whether it's about Nazis or niggers or whatever the fuck else, then that's your problem. But people should also then be able to say, well, guess what? Fuck you. We ain't gonna give you no more motherfucking money. Done. Because we don't support dickheads. We don't support uh, bigots. We don't support assholes over on this side of right. things. So for y'all chasing down this man Sean Vanneman from Campo Santo because he said that um, he was gonna have his videos and stuff taken down. You talking about he's impeding on this man's freedom of speech. He literally they literally have the right to have those videos removed. Past what the fuck you talking about. Like you're already as a streamer or as a, a let's play person on these websites. You are technically Infringing on copyright laws because this oh because of the game they're it's not your content. properties that don't belong to you. like right. these people still own these properties. It just so happens that in the gaming industry, there's kind of like I guess I could call it a code of silence. I don't know, but like most of these people just don't say anything for two reasons: a, it's to builds like uh, a relationship and like a trust with the consumers. You know what I'm saying? And also because it's free fucking promotion. Right. Most people who are gamers want to see games in action and that helps us decide whether or not we'll go out and buy it. Right. So in most cases, it's not hurting a lot of these companies for players to stream games and stuff Especially like the that. most followed nigga on YouTube. Thank you. So, and... Past that, there are companies like Nintendo, for instance, that are very specific about what you can show and what you can't, especially on places like YouTube and stuff like that. You have the PlayStation 4, where in some games you'll see a little uh, notification that comes up that says recording has been paused or whatever because oh. you're entering a section. Like They can make it so that parts of the game you can't stream or you can't uh, record it unless you have a specific device because they can control right. what people see and what not because it's their fucking property so you don't even know what you're talking about so now it makes sense because all my games say feel free to take as many pictures of you as you want to and share these everywhere but all my games are for kids so <laughs> they're not trying to usually them. that's like games that have like a really uh they're like really story driven maybe oh yeah so they'll do it in parts so you can't like spoil it for people who don't have the game oh yet. that makes sense okay right um, although there are still things you can go down to like Best Buy and do to get around that. But the point is, past the fact that why would I want for my games to be affiliated with a racist dickhead? Um, it is intelligent, it's very smart, it's very considerate for people like this guy to want to distance himself from somebody who would so freely say nigger. Because right. speaking as somebody who is black and plays <laughs> hella video games... I love Insecure so much. <laughs> I can tell you, I'd love to play a game like Player Unknowns. They call it PUBG. I'd love to play that. I'd love to play a Destiny. I'd love to play like The Division or lots of these games. Like multiplayer online games are so 
popular and make so much money. People literally travel the world and do tournaments and play and stuff wow. like that. Like, there are a lot of games that are surrounded by the multiplayer component only. Okay. And a lot of them I've wanted to play and I won't because I don't want to go on the internet and have some <laughs> random ass white person from wherever right. the fuck on the on the world call me a fucking nigger because I beat him. Right. And that will happen to you on the reg. Ask the amount of black gamers or gay gamers how much hate. it's getting better. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's getting better. Uh and and there are websites, I think like even Twitch that have put little features in place to kind of reduce that. But for the most part, a lot of these gaming nerds are horrible. And they say that type (laughs) of shit all of the time. And so these developers won't get none of my fucking coins for their games if it's all about, you know, a multiplayer feature because I don't want to play on the internet and have people attack me because I play games for fun, to have a good time. (laughs) It's not fun or a good time for somebody to call me a nigger or a faggot because they, they lost or they don't like the way that I play And that's so regular that I just don't even participate in that shit at all. So PewDiePie's freedom of speech should not should not take the place of of just goodness or just being, you know, like a decent person. Right. Just some moral decency is all we're asking. You shouldn't be allowed to go on the internet and attack people. If like if you can't play a game, lose a game, lose a point, whatever, without calling somebody a derogatory ass name, a slur, and flaming them like that, then you should just do single player shit like I do. Because mm. you need a level of maturity that should I I mean I don't Right. It just, it defies all logic that people really act like this. So, I mean, fuck PewDiePie. I'm not losing anything by him being canceled because he wasn't ever on air for me. But <laughs> as far as the rest of these people who really feel like they they can, def- I don't understand. Like, you hate black people that much that you would, like, explicitly and f- with fire and flames right be ready to go like i saw negroes defending this bitch like See, well he should just i mean that's just, just the, the word, nature of the game and you we just call have it to build- we call each other that all the time Tiff Fury. <laughs> <laughs> like what oh, you really man. make it hard for a lot of people like it's bad enough that so many developers won't give a fuck about this at all and will still give him free games. They'll still give him money to review their shit. They'll still fly him out to their studios to play games that many of us want to play years before the shit come out. He'll still get to do all of that stuff because so many of these development companies and these production places mm-hmm. are nothing but white male faces. And that has a lot to do with just the lack of of color and gender diversity in tech Period. I was like, not too long ago, yeah. I had to read about the Injustice game and how I felt like they're, the black characters in it didn't really get represented as well as they could have. And then I looked at the Netherrealm team and I'm like, well, there you go. Like, because it doesn't look like there is anybody sitting in these rooms that would give a fuck about any of that. So it sucks when you see games and and you see all of these this fun shit that people are doing online and for these all of this software. And... I'd love to be a part of it, too. I'd love to be able to try this stuff out, but I don't allow myself to because I know that dickheads like this one will make it hard for me to have fun. And the fact that you have so much influence and can so easily get away with, like, shit that really sucks for 
like those of us that just want to have a good time is annoying as fuck. And I think it speaks to a bigger problem in the entire industry of gaming. And I hope that more people will take it seriously. Right. And just, you know, fight for the right thing. Nobody's saying that you need to be out here marching, but you could just like not call people horrible names online. Right. And then not be like, oh, well, I was just mad. So when you get mad, you just call people niggers. What? That's not a rational response to being angry. Do you know how many people I've been angry with and even cussed out and managed to not call them? It's like like a a racial slur. slur. (laughs) It's actually really easy when you're not racist. It's super easy. It always seems like racist people. It's so have easy. this trouble like but yet it's so easy yeah you're not racist i don't i don't i don't get it at all <sighs> but fuck pewdiepie if you feel like you know defending him makes sense fuck you too and i'm gonna stick to playing shit offline mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know because yes. i pay my taxes and video game this lifestyle ain't cheap <laughs> like, these <laughs> systems ain't cheap the games ain't cheap the controllers ain't cheap like, and they always have something that comes out literally every week that looks like it would be a blast to play. So I'm not going to be investing all of this fucking money into these games to have white people cuss me out because they know that I can't jump through my fucking PlayStation and beat their motherfucking ass. So keep it. Mm, well, amen. There you go. And that's pretty much. <sighs> yeah, I heard thing. about that PewDiePie story. And I don't think I think my little brother used to be into him, but that was years ago. I think he grew out of it. But. It just astounds me that a white man is able to reach that level of like fame and notoriety and making millions off of YouTube videos and still be that irresponsible. After getting in trouble for it already. Right, right. Which is surprising that you came for the Jews and were canceled. But like, how do you continue to get opportunities to fuck up like this? Black people do not get multiple chances to be terrible like this motherfucker PewDiePie is. So fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. I don't even know. Too much about him other than that, but everything I've heard is There's miserable. literally nothing to know. Like, it's not even like I could say, hey, go over there because you're getting quality <laughs> content, you yeah. know? I know that that is for somebody and it is not for me, and I can respect that. I'm not going to be like, oh, his shit is trash because I don't like it. Clearly, 11 fucking million people do, so I'm just not one of them. Right. But you're a huge influencer in a really, really big industry even if you are, I'm like, you don't have to be out here talking about hand for hand and let's, you know, donate for a cause. And you could just be an asshole if you're an asshole, but right, do better. You have to be responsible if you have a platform that large. If you don't like it, bitch, then do nothing. Stay mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. Amen. I mean, and it's nigger. So how much caping are we really supposed to do? Exactly. Huh. Okay. Well, my read this week goes out to Paul McDonald. And Ashwath Rajan, Rajan, sorry if I mispronounced that. You ain't shit, but not because of your name. They both uh, used to work at Google. I think Paul spent 13 years there as a product manager. And they are launching their new tech industry design piece of shit. It's called Bodega. Okay, so I heard like... A touch of this, but I didn't know what I didn't. It wasn't. So it's an app. So, no, it is a service. It is five foot wide pantry boxes full of non-perishable items like tampons, pretzels, Doritos, deodorant, whatever. Basic shit that you can get at the bodega. There you go. 
Except not in a bodega located in your dorm or your gentrified apartment building or your office instead. It's like the conveniences of the bodega without having to deal with those pesky, you know, Dominicans and the cat and the fact that it's dusty in there sometimes. It is literally meant to replace the bodega. They are they use the name bodega and the logo is a cat. The logo is the a cat. The logo is a fucking cat. Oh my God, so I'm Fast sorry. Company published this whole story about Bodega with all the details I just told you about. They have been testing it in the Bay Area, I guess, all year long. They've got lots of uh, funding from different investors, including some angel investment from execs at Facebook, Twitter, Dropbox, and Google. Oh. Oh, and so the idea is to preempt, like it says in this article, what people might need. And then the machine is restocked by humans who come back and refill it. And, you know, there's sensors and your card gets charged and there's a there's a video camera to record all of the transactions. And it's very. (laughs) So my problem, there are a lot of problems as far as I'm concerned with Bodega, but. I think, and shout out to all the people who pointed this out online, I think had they not so blatantly taken the language that people who live in neighborhoods with bodegas have been using and took their cat and used it as the logo, it probably would have like not been something that most of us even paid attention to. It would have been like, oh, white people and another useless invention, another box to go downstairs. Like, I know lots of people's buildings have like... Boxes with dry cleaning that the people can come pick up or whatever the fuck else. So it could have just been like, oh, there's a snack box for the lobby or whatever. But y'all took the name Bodega. They said they did like a focus group, tested it out with Latinos. Fuck. Wow. Didn't give it any context other than that, but asked, you know, is it racist for us to use the name Bodega and said that they got 97 percent of them saying no. So they figured it was cool for them to go ahead and use it. My issue is this doesn't serve anybody who isn't who doesn't have like a personal issue with bodegas the thing about bodegas especially in these big ass cities where that word is used is that they're every fucking where on my block right now there's two bodegas just on the side of the street where i live it's not inconvenient to get to a bodega (laughs) At all. Like, I don't know anybody who has to walk maybe more than three to five minutes to get to one. Oh, they're they're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. And another thing, like, you don't, it's, the history of the bodega in these communities has been (laughs) to serve as something that is more than just a quick trip or whatever the f- it's not just a convenience store like it's a place where a lot of people used to get like regular grocery shopping done because they couldn't afford to go to other grocery stores or, or they knew the owner thing. and like could negotiate like you know let me get this this and this on credit till I get paid next week and I'll give it back to you like it's the sort of thing where you can you know, you talk to people like that because you have relationships with them. Or, yes, it's just right there on the fucking corner. And so you can run down and get milk, Coke, Pampers, a bacon, egg and cheese on a roll, a chopped cheese, some incense, some Lucy's, <laughs> some, <laughs> some Starburst. Like, Bitch, I don't see how this is just like... Everything is in the bodega. And yes, when you first get into a bodega, you might be like, why is there a cat in here? But when you realize that cats keep mice away, you might be like, huh, why don't I have a cat in my apartment? Right. Like The whole cat thing gets very uncreepy once you realize that they serve a purpose. But again, the thing about the bodega is like these are in 
poor neighborhoods populated with people of color who have been there, been there, been in Harlem, been in the Bay Area, been in Oakland. I was just thinking about this story and then how on Insecure when uh, the gentrification is uh, showing up and all of a sudden white people are called Inglewood, I would. It was the exact same thing. Yeah. This story made me yeah, think yeah, of this. Yeah. Like, so it's not enough for y'all to move into these <laughs> neighborhoods, quadruple the rent, kick out most of the people who can't afford to stay there no more. It's not enough for y'all to get all these things out of these black and brown neighborhoods that you could have never gotten in the white neighborhoods that you can't afford. Now you just feel so icky and so uncomfortable going down to that bodega with their loud Latino music and their kids congregated outside, snapping their fingers and drinking soda pops. And it is just such an inconvenience. And you feel so uncomfortable and so gross and so much like like an outsider. I really think that's what it is. White people go to these bodegas. They go to these places that are populated by the people of color who have been in the neighborhood for decades and decades, generations upon generations. And you feel so uncomfortable because you are so fucking aware of your whiteness in those small ass spaces that you would rather put those people like the whole the whole premise of this is putting the bodegas out of business, putting small mom and pop stores out of business. You don't need to worry about the bodega no more. You don't have to bother yourself with walking 650 feet because you can just go downstairs and get your Doritos from a lockbox. Girl... I just don't see how this is an vending machine. So it is absolutely a vending machine. And if you look online, there are lots of critics of critics of this whole idea. And they have lots of different theories about why they won't work. And it all makes lots and lots of sense to me. But the thing is, I am just tired of white people feeling like everything is theirs. And that instead of adapting to the neighborhood and the culture where they live, they should be able to whitewash it and turn everything into what they want it to be. Like if you wanted to have your cute little fake convenience items or whatever the fuck else and live in some lily white area where you never had to see poor people hanging around outside somewhere, then you should have took your ass to a white ass neighborhood or back home where you came from and lived that life. You didn't have to come up here and do this. And it just I don't. I I really don't understand the sense of entitlement here. It's like, huh, so what we're doing could put, you know, families out of business and be a loss of income for lots and lots of people. And, you know, there are, are loads of people who go into the bodega who, you know, actually would never have access to our cute little five foot, five foot non perishable boxes. So. But fuck all them. Don't none of that matter. All that matters is that we don't have to see y'all's brown asses no more. And we get to make some money off of it at the same time. I call shenanigans. I see right through the bullshit. And I just want white people to chill the fuck out. And not even just white, but these model minorities like Ashwath that I mentioned earlier. Sir, I don't know you, but for you to align yourself with something like this, which somebody in this article referred to as a bro and I said, yes, Yeah. <laughs> that's is exactly what the fuck this is for you to align yourself with something like this just says to me, I have assimilated into whiteness doing the very best I can. And I have adopted this attitude of fuck the black and brown people who came here before me. And if I can make some money off y'all's asses while getting you the fuck out of these cheap neighborhoods, then more power to me. Shout out to Frank Garcia, who is the chairman of the New York State Coalition 
of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce who basically came out and was like, oh, this is garbage. You are not Hispanic and you should not be using the name Bodega, especially for a service that is meant to put bodegas out of fucking business. And he said he's going to ask his members to not allow these machines in any of their properties in New York State. And I'm 100 percent behind it. I want to see Mayor de Blasio behind it. 100 percent do not allow these pieces of shit to come into New York City and bankrupt thousands of mom and pop businesses, small businesses that have been in the communities, been in these families since the 50s, 60s, 70s and take it all away because white people just refuse to go live where the fuck they want to live. They just refuse to. Y'all know that you could get a two bedroom in Harlem for the same price as a one bedroom on the Lower East Side. So you come up to Harlem deciding that you're going to change it and make it all about you and i'm just no fucking no paul and ashworth need to pick up their shitty idea and go the fuck home i can't believe this got the amount of funding that it did not even just from those angel investors it's like so and why would you call it a bodega bitch i don't see no honey buns i don't see a single swiss roll there ain't like it's a a white it's a sanitized white worse whitewashed version of a bodega la croix what is is that sparkling water bitch la croix if you don't take your ass the bodega has poland spring in multiple sizes (laughs) and that is maybe a dasani (laughs) and a deli case what kind of sandwich do you want bitch on a roll or a hero. What are you getting today? It is honestly not a bodega if I can't get a chopped cheese. It's impossible. Like, this is a box with food in it's it. Not it's not a, a bodega if I can't get wraps. It's not. What is this? That's why I don't understand this at all. Because the only without the only thing about this that makes it unique is that they're calling it bodega. Because I've seen these before in many places. And there's, like... There's nothing in here that you can't get, like, on Postmates, at the fucking grocery store, right. at a gas station, probably, 7-Eleven somewhere. They're, like, I just don't... It just seems like such a massive waste of money for something that is not going to be that big of a benefit to that many people. Because, again, why the fuck would you pay what I'm certain is an elevated price to go get something out of this box downstairs when you could literally go outside, walk to the right, go into the bodega and get whatever the fuck else? Like, it just... Like, I personally, this is like, this is an honest white people and people striving for whiteness. I'm looking at this photo. I've never wanted a Campbell's to go soup or peanut M&M's or or Kit Kat or anything Mm -mm. so bad that I would leave my house. And have to go downstairs. Like, if I'm going to leave my house to go get it or leave my apartment, I should say, to go get it. There you go. There you go. Then I'm not going to have a problem with walking the additional few 50 feet to go to the corner and get it versus yeah. just in the lobby of my building. Like, that was the argument I heard about it. Well, I don't like to go outside. I don't like to interact with people. Bitch, join the club. Me either. Same, but, bitch. But that, I feel that way about every single time I leave my apartment. Apartment. <laughs> I don't like going outside place. of that place i don't like doing it sometimes i get little notifications from from amazon that's like your your package has been delivered or whatever and i'd be like i'll get it tomorrow (laughs) like i don't even know you don't want me to go downstairs downstairs to go and get this box (laughs) like it's not just about like 
even if I would order something on Postmates or or Grubhub or something like yes. that, and they'll come downstairs and be like, "We're downstairs. Can you come?" No, no I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. The I cannot. whole purpose of this service is for you to bring it yes. to my door. I tipped and everything my so door. that you would come upstairs. Here's yes. the come right up. Yes. What do you need in order to get inside? Because I'm not leaving my apartment. Right. So it's not about it being in the lobby or not. It's about like right. I have to leave. Period. Right. If I'm going to do that, the difference between the lobby and the corner is not a very big one. It's not. And But like I'm saying, my whole thing is I don't want to go outside. So I will protect myself in the ways that I feel comfortable, like with sunglasses and headphones, even to take the trash out. I will put headphones on because I want to avoid the risk of even possibly talking to somebody in the elevator. <laughs> so I get that. But I don't have that type of reservation at the bodega. This this is a I don't want to go to the bodega thing. Exactly. This is a being in the bodega makes me feel uncomfortable. It can't possibly being around be. all you ethnics and your culture and your foreign language. And I read a oh my god, I swear these fucking white people. I was looking up in my new neighborhood where the closest liquor store was because it's important to know. Absolutely. And there was a Google review from some white man who was like, "If you come in here, be prepared to see drunks all over the place, and you'll get terrible service." if you're white and somebody's gonna slit your throat if you don't hurry up and drug deals going on and all this other shit and I'm like that's what gives a charm what exactly were you expecting out of a liquor store though did you not expect to see alcoholics around a liquor store I don't understand and then why the thing is you're at a liquor store in Harlem why is you here what did you you could just go I mean you can get right there on the 4, 5 or 6 and go to the Upper East Side and buy your liquor around the dignified white people that you feel you truly deserve were you and I I are. We're not that far from each yeah, other. Yeah, no, anymore. we're not. Mm-hmm. You could walk a fresh 15 blocks down and find the fucking liquor store that it is that you're looking for. Right. It's not far. Because the way the uptown is set up now, especially because of shit like this, mm-hmm. we're kind of like on the edge of all of oh, that. Oh, in Soha? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I told Fran about it. She was pissed. So, Soha. Like, what the fuck? Whatever. I I feel exactly what you're saying. Like it's like you you're coming into a, a situation. You know exactly where you right. at. You know who lives out here, and you want to change people's experience, their life, their culture to make yourself mm-hmm. comfortable. But see, right? That's the thing. They don't feel comfortable going to our liquor stores. So now they have three or four different apps that will deliver wine and liquor to your door in two hours or whatever the fuck. And now y'all don't feel comfortable going to the bodega to get your fucking cheesy poofs. So you're gonna install boxes in the lobby so that you don't have to be, go outside and be bothered with poor people of color for five fucking minutes like you can't put your headphones this is the thing if you don't like talking to people and it's not a race thing then just put your fucking headphones or whatever else on go to the bodega pay for your items and go home nobody's gonna force you to talk to them nobody's gonna be like ah oh, white man your money's not welcome here that shit doesn't happen they don't care they do not buy what you're gonna fuck. buy and get the fuck out you're uncomfortable because you're surrounded by people of color mm-hmm. in a neighborhood that You're you not know used is to not it. a whole bunch of you. You can't You're understand the language. It. Smells funny in here. People are talking real loud. Niggas is jumpy. But you just gonna have to calm the fuck down, man. This is so stupid. Fuck I, like, whiteness and fuck that. Fuck that bodega like, app shit. I want a Nature Valley bar so bad right now. But there's so many <laughs> black people at that 
fucking bodega. I wish I could just go downstairs and get a Nature Valley granola bar. Like, what? It's just trash. And then, but to me, the most important thing is, like, you're blatantly putting people out of business. Right. Like, you're trying to. The goal of this. The goal of this. I don't either. Especially now with all the backlash against it, it has to flop. It has to. But past that, like, for real... When it, you should have just called it deli. Because, like, Calling like, it bodega and making the bodega catch your logo? Like that, come on. That's spitting in people's faces. It absolutely is. It's not a bodega if I cannot get like a bacon, egg, and cheese. It's not a bodega if somebody's Dominican or, or Nigerian uncle is not in the back yelling at people. <laughs> it's not a fucking bodega if somebody's nephew is not learning how to count change. It's not a bodega if you can't get a sandwich. It's not a bodega if it's not a bodega. White people installing a box in the lobby of your gym and calling it bodega and sticking the cat on it is just like, like there's nothing y'all won't do top tier privilege there is nothing y'all and they insisted on calling it bodega meaning somebody said I don't know about this name y'all maybe we should think twice because the bodega is a culture the it bodega, is the bodega like, is the culture the bodega is the people it's the community it's the neighborhood it is their neighborhood that you invaded and now you're going to take, you're going to whitewash their shit and put it in an overpriced box and use their name and their cat? Man, nah, fuck y'all. And so I'm done. All right. Well. I think that's it for this week, right? This is weeks. This is, this is weeks. <laughs> Unless you're going to cuss out people for bringing their baby to it. You know, it's fine. I don't know what the hell is wrong with a lot of y'all who feel like, you know, uh, let me go ahead and bring a, a fucking toddler to an R-rated movie Mm-mm. about an otherworldly, shape-shifting demon clown that literally eats them. Eats them I did not know camera. it was a shapeshifter. Yeah, like, that. it is a monster. Spoilers. It's a monster <laughs> from, like, an alternate place. Mm, so it's not really a clown. I no, it was just it's a not clown a clown the, at all. It, it's like a like an entity, I guess you would say. But basically what it does is changes into the like worst fears of these kids because it says that oh. fear makes them taste better. So it like changes into scary stuff and scares the shit out of kids oh and then God. turns into a clown and eats them. Like, you see children being mauled and murdered in this film. Adults are scared (laughs) to see it. You bringing your baby to the theater to watch this hellish-ass movie, and and you know they're going to keep you up. You know they're going to be coming and knocking at your door in the middle of the night. And you were mad at them now. (laughs) Right around the corner from a Halloween. Go to bed. No, bitch. I'm going to bed with you because you did this to me. You're traumatizing your own fucking kids. And then on top of that, you were in everybody else's goddamn night. Mm -hmm. We spent our money, too. We spent our money as well to come out here and have fun. Now we got to hear your baby hollering for the whole last two hours and 15 black-ass motherfucking minutes. Stop it. Yes. Some of y'all... So it was like two reasons I'm seeing. The main one, I see a lot of people talking about, oh, well, couldn't find a sitter. Then, girl, you shouldn't have found your ass a seat in the motherfucking theater to see this motherfucking movie. Period. If you couldn't get somebody to watch a baby, it just came out. It hasn't even been two weeks yet. Right. So if you couldn't get somebody to watch the baby on Friday... They're going to watch the movie on Saturday. Try again on Sunday. Maybe Monday. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> go when you can. The movie just came out. Right. And if never, I promise by the holiday season, it will be on digital HD, Blu-ray, yep. DVD, maybe a VHS if you look hard enough. So that you can watch <laughs> it in the privacy of your own home yep. when that nigga is asleep. Why the hell do you want to have your fucking your child be terrified of clowns and well into their 50s? Into the grave. This bitch is going to be afraid of people that are simply ashy and have a cold, <laughs> maybe. Like... <laughs> If you do your makeup babies. fucked up, these motherfuckers just may, like, crawl into the gutter and just die. Same. Why would you want to do that? And then the other ones are the ones talking about, well, you know, my parents made me watch the miniseries when it came on in 1990. And that's how I, you know, was afraid of clowns. And, you know, so I'm just bringing out my kids out with, like, a rites of passage. Okay, you're a real weird bitch. Like, you're... <laughs> Like, you are, you are real strange. I almost can understand that you maybe are super excited. Maybe you're a big horror fan. You love the It French. Well, I don't know if it's... You know what you can say. You love the story. You love the book, maybe. You love the book, perhaps. This is a much better adaptation of the book than the miniseries was. Maybe you're just hype like I was and many other horror fans. And you just can't find anybody to watch the baby. Fucked up circumstances, do I think you should take the kid anyway? Hell no. Mm-mm. But purposely trying to scar a child <laughs> for fucking life because your parents did it to you? Oh, you strange bitch. Right. Those are real strange My things. parents traumatized me, so I'm just passing it along to my baby. What? Like, my uncle showed me a Chucky movie when I think I was four years old, talking about, come here, come look at this new toy. And I see this big-headed, red-haired, oh, evil no. bitch leap across something and stab the fuck out of somebody. And when I tell you I was terrified of that bitch for the yes. following 13 motherfucking years. Oh, my God, yes. My mom was so mad at my uncle because he let me watch Chucky. I still don't know if I forgive him. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> Because that's a fucked up thing to do to me. And the gremlins. I never got over that either. I was terrified. I don't understand. What is fun about that? Like, seeing kids get scared a little bit is kind of funny. Mm -mm. But, like, when they walk around the corner and you jump out from behind the door and go, boo, and they shake a little bit. Not showing them (laughs) a shape-shifting demon from the hellish universe somewhere else. Right. Literally biting a baby's arm up. (laughs) Like, just in the opening. Like... You gotta just like, ask yourself, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? My six-year-old can watch this. <laughs> now, don't you, there are some kids that are like five, four, six years old, and they love it. Like, I don't know what's like, you should not be taking... I wouldn't take no five-year-old of that. There are some kids, like little kids, that love scary movies for whatever. If that uh, were Noah. my child... <laughs> Noah loves... Jade said Noah loves that shit. That Harley Quinn is her favorite. Harley she, Quinn is not scary. Oh. Uh, well, maybe... I don't know. Like, Harley Quinn is violent. I'm talking about horror. Mm. I'm talking about things... Harley Quinn is scary to me. ...that are going to be up under... You remember in The Poltergeist... I know you don't think I saw the poltergeist. Of course, I, mean, I know it's, you don't think that poltergeist is not. Like it was about classic. ghosts, right? Yeah, get it? <laughs> poltergeist. Like, <laughs> um, That's all. Like, oh, Silence of the Lambs. I saw that. That's scary. Silence of the Lambs is a thriller. Okay. I'm talking about, I mean, obviously a child would still be scared of that, but this is scary to look at. It's like it's just the clown's face. He could not even be speaking, and I feel like the average child would be like, please get that as far the fuck away from me as possible. But even if my child loved that horrifying imagery, I'm not taking that motherfucker to the theater. I'm taking him to the house of God to be checked out. (laughs) 
if you can watch a monster maul babies to pieces and they're like, yes, daddy, when does the sequel come out? Let's talk to Christ first. I'm going to pray over this one. <laughs> and let's see how he's feeling. I don't know because about this, baby. this isn't this isn't normal. So yeah, I just feel like, girl, if I mean, you should want more for your own child and for their, you know, uh, emotional stability right right because it just seems like a lot but if nothing else please don't ruin my night out please don't I've been waiting for this movie for a long ass time and if your baby is in the theater crying and making a whole fucking scene and ruining my experience I'm getting you kicked out I'm getting a refund and I'm gonna finish watching the movie test mm-hmm. me same thing happened to me at Get Out I was like why why is somebody young enough to cry and cry loudly at what's happening on screen in this room you shouldn't even be allowed to bring them you know, I feel like maybe it's not legal to do that. I think that it is. Can you can you tell people they can't bring their kids? Somewhere? I don't think so. I think that as long as you're of age for a rated R movie, you can bring whoever you want to mm. with them as long as you buy their ticket. Okay, got you. But maybe that should just not be the case. It shouldn't. <laughs> because it just goddamn. Maybe 13 and up, like between 13 and 17 or whatever the age is for rated R. Or if R. you just know your baby can handle this crazy movie, why not wait till it comes out at home? on like one of the streaming services or on demand or whatever so they can watch it at home like why take them to the theater and risk them having a reaction that's going to disturb everybody else because you want to go to the movies that damn bad sometimes as a parent you have to sacrifice isn't sometimes, that what being a parent's I mean I feel like women get that earlier like you, you give up your body so that this nigga can grow and then you sacrifice parts of your life throughout for the sake of your children. And like, I still don't want to hear that shit because like I said, when we went to go see Deadpool, when I went to go see Deadpool because I was by myself, yeah. I was sitting next to three back-to-back babies <laughs> and two couples that brought those kids with them. One of these couples should have been washing mm-hmm. these niggas yep. while the other went and then did it again so the next couple... You know what? You can't always... You can't have a couple. You can't <laughs> right. have a date night. You can't always have a you date You can't night. have a double date all the motherfucking time when you all are parents. <laughs> I don't understand why one couple didn't watch the kids Friday night and the other couple watched them Saturday because night. you just had to all see Dare, uh, Deadpool uh, together Lord. what mess alright well Weird I'm else. done <laughs> so that's this episode of The Read yes make sure you check us out on Facebook Twitter Instagram and Tumblr this is The Read check out our website this is the read.com. Um, thanks so much to everybody who came out to our panel at DragCon, our gay gamers panel. Um, you know, luckily PewDiePie, I guess, decided to wait until after (laughs) that because, you know, I would have ripped her ass to shreds. Um, but it was a really great, uh, turnout and I did not know that I was going to be doing a signing as well. (laughs) That was thrown at me at the last minute but thanks to everybody who also stood in line and wow. got things okay signed. famous so that was fun I was signing between uh, T.S. Madison and what's his name Carson Cressley Queer what Eye. that's crazy I know who both of those people are right hey so I was like you oh. was up there with the bad bitches yeah yeah celebrity and I okay. got out there as quickly as I could because I, I didn't want to dream about cars and things <laughs> so thanks so much to everybody who came out that was a lot of fun and it was really dope to see all of the families that brought their kids out I thought oh that yeah was fun. there is an appropriate place to bring your baby hey <laughs> even though there were a couple of kids in that panel room and I, I did say fuck 
Well, listen. But I apologize. If you brought nah, if you brought your kids to drag con, you don't care if they hear the word fuck. I mean, you can't. You can't. Possibly. Uh, well, it's probably one of the tamest things they go hear. Okay. At drag con, especially if anybody was talking about the tuck process that Shay Kool Aid was in here talking oh, about. Without question. I was like, holy god. I had no idea you go through so much. Uh, let's see. We have some live shows coming up uh, later this year. Um, September 30th, we will see you in Atlanta. That show is all sold out. But we will be in Chicago, Charlotte, L.A., New Orleans, and Detroit before the year is out. So check us um, at thereadlive.com for tickets in your city. Can't wait to see you guys. Do you have any other news this week, Kifiri? I do not have any further news this week, although we have some fun things that will be announced. Uh, I'd say sooner than later. Hootie hoo. Okay. So, you know, you can wait for that. Um, and our acronym for this. Week. I was going to say, I got to get home, bro. City's coming back tonight. What? New season starts tonight, 1030. Hey. Yep. Okay, let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, let's go. No acronym. Go ahead. <laughs> Whatever, bye. <laughs>